You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. September, September 1st, 2023. Jeremy's here. I'm here. We're in the weeds. Are you like Wario? Is that what's going on here? I think Wario's the, I'm doing more of a, more of a Chief Wiggum. Oh, Chief Wiggum. Okay. Wario kind of, I feel like he kind of does that, right? Or am I just thinking of something completely off base here? I think think you're off base. Wario's a little more like, the whole thing. People make fun of it all the time. All right. Anyway, well, I'm making fun of you for whatever the heck you're doing to, to start this, Joel. I don't know. Some days you get it and some days you don't. We're in the weeds. <laughs> it's Friday. We're getting into a busy weekend and we've already had a busy week, but it's going to be fun. I'm at Joel Pearl. And of course, we have Jeremy Lambert here as well. Jeremy, minus the lack of sleep you're about to encounter for the next, I don't know, 72 hours. How are you feeling? I am, am doing well. It is my okay, Waluigi. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Uh, hey, he's timid. Sure. Uh, all well, right, it, all right. They're just evil mirrors of the brothers. Like, yes, I know. Luigi is timid himself. Have you yeah. watched the movie? Uh, yeah, I actually fell asleep during the Mario movie. Don't <laughs> tell anybody. It's the most dad thing ever. I love you for it. <laughs> yeah, like we that was that was our one movie. Actually, we went to go see uh, the Ninja Turtles movie in theaters. Right. That was really good. So we've actually gone to the movie theaters twice this year, which is a world record for us. Um, but yeah, during the Mario movie, I fell asleep in the middle of it. I was, I was so tired. I just could not stay awake. Sorry. God bless. <laughs> Sorry, Mario. It, you seemed like you saved the princess. Good on you, buddy. Good good job. Um, how am I? I no, I'm about to drink a lot of coffee this weekend. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Uh, it was a busy weekend last weekend. It's going to be even busier this weekend because, um, yeah, we've got stuff tonight. Smackdown tonight. The GOAT, John Cena, is back. Uh, the the Uso, Jimmy Uso, is back as well. I guess that's big news. Tomorrow night, we've got Payback and Collision 
Sunday night, we have All Out. And I mean, honestly, the biggest show of the weekend, MLW Fury Road. So it's a it's a monster weekend in the world of, of pro wrestling. There's like a bunch of independent shows running as well. So there's a lot, Joel. There's a lot. I'd send me a bunch of coffee. Uh, send me energy drinks. Where's Vinny Pacifico? Send me a bunch of energy drinks for this weekend. Come on, Vinny. Um, maybe Sean will send me stuff that he allegedly is accused of on the internet of of doing you need more i sent him that's that was his birthday gift for me i sent him coke like bottles of coke not just one bottle a (laughs) bottle of coke i was gonna i was gonna send it to him like on air like during listing your boy on wednesday and then i didn't want to like interrupt his show though i didn't want like the doordash person knocking at the door but Imagine the hilarity of the bit if he got a Coke delivery on air. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, send it on air. I sent it before the show. I sent there you go. Caden wants to Uber Eats you a bottle of Coke. Sure. Can you like? I got. I got kids and stuff. Can you like Uber Eats me an entire meal so I can you know help them out? I'm more worried about them than me. I'm fine. I can. I survive. I get by. But like taking care of kids i don't actually do anything the wife does all the work so give her a break more than me i'm i'm good um yeah, the, the wife need, needs the break from all of this she does the real work i always tell her she does the real work around here i just write about grown men taking exceptions to real glass andrew zarian no one's doing cake stop it stop stop yeah. talking about cake can I? I'll snort cake live on air. <laughs> that would actually be the funniest, dumbest thing you could do. Send, send in super chats. Send super chats. <laughs> we have cake. Uh, I will snort chocolate cake. This is horrible. How much? I just got a message that said, "Do not." One guess as to who that's from. Uh, uh, I don't know. Do you, Samer? <laughs> I. I <laughs> Yeah, she she says we have leftover. I know we have leftover cake. That's why I said it. Like, <laughs> I will send enough money, everybody. How much is enough? I don't know. Just send a bunch, and we'll we'll determine if that's enough. All right. Yeah, there you go. Send as much money as you can over Super Chats. Any amount, get your question statement read right on the air. We get to it when we get to it. Uh, and also leave a thumbs up on the video. That's immediate. That's helpful. Go do that. Subscribe to us here. I Fifle over books. Sean's running a, a contest on uh, on his Twitter right now, where if you subscribe to us and, and prove it, you might win a uh, free viewing of all out which you know for some people that sounds like a great idea and a great opportunity to watch all out for other people it's like i just saw ring of honor last week on tv so why do i want to pay for it this time what if cm punk wins our contest and then (laughs) he should do a watch along i'm telling you this would make so much money if he did like a watch along on twitch and gave his i know like he probably can't do this but he gave his like unfiltered thoughts on this show as it's happening oh my god could you imagine could you imagine the views that would do that would get more views than the actual pay-per-view he's just stuffing his face with cakes be like bro this guy sucks i hate this guy oh 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 he's all right let's talk about snow and joe for a minute he's a real locker room leader Oh. He's he's having his muffins, shouting out to Mindy's a years later. Uh, like it'd be great. Oh, punk! I'm pitching ideas for you, buddy. I'm going to bat for you. 
I'm a CM Punk guy now. I'm 100% a CM Punk guy. <laughs> I, I really want to talk about the the FIFA Select report about the cameras and the, the footage. But also, Andrew Thompson's going to be joining us in about uh, 20 Go. minutes. He is the goat. Absolutely. He, he lives and dies by the news. Let me tell you, uh, he's going to be talking. He went to London. He went to the UK for all in. So we're going to talk to him about that experience. Uh, and of course, we're going to want to get his thoughts on all that. Uh, if you think Jeremy Lambert gets like all the news that you see, not like not the scoops, but like gets the, 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 the pieces from the interviews and knows all this stuff. Andrew Thompson is like, up there with jeremy he's better there you go in a lot of ways andrew thompson is better than jeremy when i had my kid andrew thompson reached out to me and and said a lot of nice things what did jeremy do nothing invited me to his wedding (laughs) did i do nothing i feel like i said something right i don't remember i'm sure you did you're not completely cold i was gonna say don't bury me in that way there's other ways you can bury me but please don't act like i don't care that you you have a kid i feel like i should be more of a priority than your kid but please don't act like i don't care that you have a kid that's fair but anyway start giving me more stuff (laughs) <laughs> and start donating super chats. A couple of people have Cody Wills. I uh, can't wait to head to payback tomorrow. Should be fun. Uh, Jeremy, are you, are you going to no. go? To, no, you're not. No, no, no. no I, for you. Yeah, I was hopeful. And then I think some stuff got lost in translation. Maybe I didn't ask enough and then other stuff happened. Uh, and so it just, I, I said this a lot, like I'm more valuable at home with everything that I do, uh, which is a little unfortunate because I would like to get out and travel a little bit more, but I'm, I'm more valuable at the desk. That's, that's just sort of the reality of my position. That's fair. I get it. You know what though? It's going to be a good show. We're going to talk about that because uh, there's a rumor going around about the goat John Cena possibly appearing at payback so we'll talk a little bit about that uh after after we finish up with andrew thompson because i think <clears throat> there you go yeah never catch you in the next man's sweater i guess never i love how cody's like i'll represent fightful at the press conference buddy ain't no press conference for this one i thought there was <laughs> for payback not that i yeah. know of. there's no media thing um I, I unless you're for stratus apparently yeah <laughs> I did ask to like, Hey, if there's media, let me know. Um, I don't know. I thought I heard somebody say there was, but I'm looking at the WWE like live upcoming live. The, the kickoff show is up there. The press conference is not, but maybe they just haven't added it yet. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Hey, look, I'm cool. I am cool. If there is a uh, no press conference that shortens my work night tomorrow night a little bit. So, and I already know Tony's going to keep me up till 3 a.m. on Monday morning. So I'm cool if there's no press conference tomorrow night. Should we get into the, uh, the video footage conversation? We don't, we can, we don't know if there's any video. I mean, we know there's video, but like somebody leak this. Okay. Oh. Let's well let's start with this super chat from Shy Town Spurs. Release the Snyder Brawl in cuts. Saw this opt. Good, good, good super chat. Keep sending those in. And yeah, listen. So uh it had been reported, uh I know Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez had talked about it on their show that there there was some sort of footage somewhere, there had to be, and it was confirmed by FIFA Select. Like there is there are cameras at Wembley Stadium everywhere, so it's it stands to reason that there is video footage that exists where uh, this incident would have taken place. 
uh, in WWE, same thing. Cameras literally all over the place. Five years ago, people were talking about paying more money to have a feed of the uh, of all the cameras in the building. If you up your network subscription just to have the Vince McMahon cam, oh god, would have paid for that in an instant just to watch him freak out when Michael Cole said one thing wrong. People would have done it. But anyway, now we're in 2023. Wembley supposedly there there's footage somewhere. Personally, I don't expect it to be shown anywhere i don't expect it to show up anywhere but uh it's it's just part of the gig it's a security thing at that point it's internal i don't think that we're going to see video put footage unless this somehow down the road becomes a storyline between punk and perry which it is not now and i am not saying it is now but i'm saying if some by some grace of who knows who these two end up saying i want to work together let's do a thing this could become part of a larger story and it would be entertaining. But of course we said the same thing about the elite and punk and here we are. And we're not there yet. So with all this involved, Jeremy, what do you think? Video footage exists. Who's going to get it? Who's going to show it? Will anyone get there? I don't expect it to come out, but I always keep my expectations low for this kind of stuff. That way I'm not disappointed. So I don't expect it to come out. However, because it exists, because we are in, September 2023 and because there is such a desire and a crave for this kind of media it's very possible it comes out and it whether it's TMZ making some type of offer whether it's some uh employee at Wembley who is just deciding to be petty and wants to cause a little bit of chaos or it's a wrestler who wants to be petty and cause chaos. However they get their hands on it, they just decide to leak it. I, I think of the incident earlier this year, or I guess technically last year, um, Draymond Green and, and Jordan Poole. And I know I, I brought this up earlier in this week when we talking about like punching a teammate and, and suspension. Uh, but there was the report that Draymond punched him. Oh, what happened? How did it start? Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden... The, the footage came out who leaked it we don't know draymond even said like i don't i'm not gonna look into it like what what's gonna happen i'm gonna sue him the warriors apparently did an investigation on like who leaked it and stuff i don't know if anything ever came of that because typically once the thing gets leaked it's like oh who did this and there's like an outcry for like two minutes and then everybody realizes like hey instead of focusing on like who leaked this let's actually focus on the footage and now we can see it and break this down and do, you know, X's and O's of the, of the fight type of thing. Um, but people just move on from who leaks it. And I think people know that. And so that's why this stuff just happens to get leaked because it'll happen. There will be an outcry for a minute or two of like, oh, I can't believe it got leaked. And then the, the attention will turn to the actual footage. Um, so that's why I think it is possible that it somehow gets out there now that it's been reported that there is footage uh but i don't expect it i i don't expect it i my expectations are low i want to know where where everybody is world starring this thing backstage with their cameras out and stuff come on what are we doing i want to know i i tweeted this half jokingly yeah i tweeted this half jokingly but not really were there cameras backstage like filming stuff for like a big all-in production because WWE 
does this. And I mentioned this on Monday and I said like, you know, a good cold open would have been, uh, would have added to the, the spectacle of this show. WWE does a great job with their like backstage documentaries and stuff. The, the WWE 24s, uh, that come out the, after for WrestleMania and, and SummerSlam and things like that. Like they're filming everything, everything. Um, you'll get the, the Bray Wyatt, video package which was which was excellent there's that footage of like him and rock that it's like oh where everyone knows where it's from it's from the wrestlemania but it's like oh haven't really seen this before like they're filming just everything backstage especially at that go position you know the famous brock comes back here and whips the title at vince it's like they got that they got that on camera and everything like does aew are they doing anything like that and I'm not saying it just specifically for this uh, incident. Like, oh, they might have footage for this. I'm just saying I think it's a good idea in general because, like, you can put some cool videos out there, some cool behind-the-scenes footage that, hey, if you do get some type of network deal, it's like, here's the behind-the-scenes of the first-ever Double or Nothing, the first-ever AEW pay-per-view. Here's behind-the-scenes of All In type of thing. Like, I think they should be filming the majority of, of stuff that is like happening to potentially put out there and a documentary. Now I think they should be filming the majority of this stuff. So we don't have investigations that last three months. Insurance purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and again, like going back to the WWE side of things, like that's why they tape house shows. It's insurance purposes. That's, uh, you know, that's unfortunately why we have footage of incidents that will never be seen, but are often talked about because it's insurance purposes, it's legal purposes. And that is something that I, I wouldn't doubt that AEW has a lot of footage that we don't talk about. I'm not saying people with like giant TV cameras are running over to incidents <laughs> and trying to get all of the, all of the footage, but like there are, there are, there are ways it's not, and they're not covert cameras either. Sometimes it's just an SLR camera. Like the one I stare into, you know, six, seven eight nine ten a bunch of hours a week steph the lander camera yes uh, that that's a that's a dslr oh okay yes anyway uh that's an sdlr (laughs) steph the lander whatever the r stands for wrestler (laughs) wrestler wrestler starts with an r it does now well the way she is now she's resting so she is uh, a wrestler anyway i hope she's doing well by the way uh she she pulled out from a bunch of dates but uh hopefully she's doing okay uh anyway the, the point is it doesn't have to be a giant broadcast camera to ca- capture the footage that's needed. Uh, I-, I can speak to uh, to the impact side of things, right? Their digital team is running around throughout the night at the venue, taking as much footage as they can in front of the crowds, and they're doing stuff behind the scenes as well. The, uh, the digital teams for these companies are often almost as big as the production teams that you see out in front with the cameras. It's kind of wild. It's not just one guy with his phone just doing this and hoping for the best. No, it's so it's people with like legitimate full ass setups. It's really crazy to see sometimes how much the digital media side of, of production has shifted and changed and, and developed. Um, so there's this footage. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to get out unless someone's real petty. Um, has anyone been tracking Christopher Daniels is all I'm asking. We got to know where Christopher Daniels is. I, I don't even think it's got to be like a wrestler or yeah. anything. It yeah. might just be an arena employee who is just like, hey, you know what? Let me just toss this out there. And then the arena employee leaks to people that it was this guy who leaked it. And then we start a whole new cycle of who is talking to who, because that appears to be what all anybody could talk about is who is talking to who 
Joel. Oh, why, well, I'm talking to you. Why don't people get angry about that? I do. I get very angry. I get it. I really do. Let the record show. I'm not talking to anybody. Nobody's talking to me. I'm not talking to anybody. If somebody wants to talk to me, my DMs are open. Please don't DM me. I don't actually want to talk to you. I love this Observer. Have you caught up on, on Observer stuff today? More or less, yeah. I just I love this one line. The uh, One of the eyewitness accounts, the one who's not a wrestler, says, once they got separated, Punk lunged in Tony Khan's direction, but a number of people got in the way while Punk was yelling, I quit! And I'm thinking to myself, did Tony Khan just beat CM Punk in his first I quit match in AEW? And if that's the case, hell of a victory for Tony Khan. I don't know what story is true and not true. I, I think we've learned that a lot of sides are talking. A lot of people are talking. I, I joke, joked that they're just spinning a wheel and like they're just filling shit in with Mad Libs out there. And then CM Punk lunged at Tony Khan and he said he quits. Like who knows what, what's actually true on all of this. One thing that I, I think that we can all agree on is that Samoa Joe's the only adult in this room. You want right to talk now. about locker room leaders. Yeah. Mimosa Joe is the guy that you turn to in a time of need. Clearly brought everyone together and was just like, be better. And everyone's just like, yes, sir. And that was it. They had great matches after that. It's, Samoa Joe is, is just a professional, right? Like he goes out there, he handles his business in the ring and outside of the ring, he does largely what is asked of him. And he doesn't have time for this BS because he is an actual an adult with all of this stuff. Like, And this is what, honestly, professional wrestlers should aspire to be. Be like Samoa Joe in the ring, first off, in the ring because he's awesome in the ring. And then outside of the ring as well because Samoa Joe, CM Punk can talk about, I'm trying to run a business. He can say that in a, in a comment that gets people talking at a press conference. Listen to any Samoa Joe interview over the past few years. L- just listen to him speak in, in these, these settings. That's a businessman right there. That's a guy who understands, and he's, he's talked about money and stuff before, especially when he was released by WWE, but then not released by WWE and all, all this kind of stuff. Like That's a guy who actually understands the business of the business and is like what is good for not only Samoa Joe which is what he should care about what is good for the business of professional wrestling and my what's around me that's a guy who gets it and that's a guy who again people should aspire to be like is Samoa Joe and I understand Samoa Joe might not be the biggest star in the world and he, he might not be as revered as CM Punk or anything but like Look at the track record. Look at the history. Look at how he handles and conducts himself. That's a guy you want to be like. I said it on Wednesday. Sometimes the locker room leader isn't the top draw of the company. Sometimes it's just someone that a lot of people like, respect, look up to because they carry themselves in a way that is, you know, conducive to how you want your company represented or your locker room. That's really all it comes down to. And you know, if I'm if I'm in that AEW locker room, I see the way that Samoa Joe has been conducting himself or has in the past, 
And I say, there's a guy who's kept jobs, even when other people didn't want him to keep jobs, he kept jobs and he made friends and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do things in, he doesn't need to get you a gift card to make good. We'll put it like that. <laughs> he just, he just needs to go out there, get put on a big giant, you know, sweet tooth mask, act his ass off while Will Arnett talks over it and everybody's happy. Okay. It's easy as that. So next time you're having a fight with somebody, just remember, take off your shirt, put on a clown mask, and ask Will Arnett to talk. I didn't have any closing seconds there. Stop it. Clearly. Louis says, punk is not a businessman. He's a businessman. Do you know that reference, Joel? Yes. Yes. I, I know the I'm a business man. I, don't ask me from where, but I am aware of that. Yes. Jay-Z. Jay-Z line. Right Other there. people Everybody have used that. Nah, well, no one cares about those other people. Jay-Z is the only person who counts in this. Um, Cyclops is better than Logan. I'm just going to get these bits out of the way. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. If there's video and Tony Khan was purposely within arm's reach of the incident, then in theory, this could be cut short. This could be a cut short and dry uh, investigation, but it most likely won't. Uh, That's kind of the reality of it because you also have to handle the the post feelings of this. Right, you have to deal with. Uh, supposedly, if you're listening to Nick Hausman, they, the, Tony Khan and CM Punk still haven't spoken. You know, and, and you've got Tony Khan yesterday on the All Out Media call saying, uh, "I want to have him on the show, but uh, let you know by Sunday." I'm telling you, Collision's got to end with Tony walking into CM Punk's office and then buy the pay per view to see what the fallout is. I don't think he's on the show. On Sunday, I don't think he's on the show on on Saturday. They're doing the the thing with uh, Ricky Starks and Ricky Steamboat. We'll we'll get into that uh, after after we speak with the the goat Andrew Thompson. But yeah, they're they're doing that whole thing, and I, I don't think Punk's going to be there. And Halsman is saying that like he'd be very surprised. It's unlikely. You know, plans can change, but it's unlikely that he will be there. Um, I guess we'll we'll find out in roughly twenty four to forty eight hours. We will. I'm. I'm going to let you do this intro because this this man's the goat, and you you have a, a, a love for him and a, an experience with him much more than than I do. I respect him, but he's he's your he's your guy. He's your wow, dude. Joel. Wow, be a professional. I be... am a professional. I'm professionally handing over the reins to you. Be a professional, like Samoa Joe. Didn't we just talk about this? Be like Samoa Joe. I'm not a locker room leader, Jeremy. I'm just the guy at work. You're not. You need to be because I'm the CM Punk of this show. Just you know, putting people in headlocks and and uh, you know, throwing punches and all this fun stuff. All right. From pro post the can't even do it. Wow. Post wrestling. Yeah, I know. From post wrestling. From Andrew Thompson interviews. From just all around the internet. From London this past weekend. My personal goat, the absolute goat, in my opinion, the great Andrew Thompson. Andrew, what's up, buddy? Joe Pearl, Jeremy Lambert, what's going on, good man? How, how you feeling, how you man? Look at look, look at y'all, man. Looking good. What's going on, fellas? How, how you, you doing? doing? It's way too early on a Friday. It's no, no, tired, Andrew. <laughs> tired. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. I'm feeling good. And hey, gave me a good sleep. Good, good couple of hours of sleep today. Feeling all right. <laughs> feeling pumped. I'm glad. I'm glad you're feeling okay after London. I know a lot of people kind of came back sick from that trip. So Dude, I'm glad you're okay. I got lucky. Like I mean, I mean but I, I think the thing. I mean, I, I don't know if this helped because I mean, I know even back in um 
back in November when I left the uh, the full, when I was at Full Gear. With the, I think that was yeah November Full Gear. I had gotten sick from that, so I did this time. I made sure to just make sure to double up on the mask and, and just and just hope that I came back. But I feel great, and then uh, I know it was some travel delays too. I got lucky as hell on that too because I had the early flight out of London on Monday morning, and I know like the delays started like around noonish or like around like early. You know, around 11 uh, a.m. Eastern uh, here. So I was like, I got lucky. But I, I caught the back end of those delays uh, coming back home. So I got home pretty late Monday. But I, I think I'm pretty thankful to, you know, got out when I did out of London. Well, tell us about All In and just being part of that crowd and with 81,000 people and the overall experience being at the show. I mean, it, it was it was a good time, man. It, it was a, a fine show. I, I think that's the, the best way to put it. I know it was a lot of uh, critiques going into it because, you know, the scheduling of All In and All Out happening back-to-back weeks. So a lot of people were, um, mostly a lot of people at, uh, in the UK were expecting like this, this dream-esque card that, that, that was, you know, that they thought were good, that they were going to get coming out of what uh, were coming into All In. I mean, I, I, I thought like just the overall experience, it, it was a good time. I always think when you go to like any or most professional wrestling shows when you're there, they experience it live, like whether it's an independent show, whether it's a show with 20,000 people, 15,000, whatever it is, it's always um, enhances your experience as a viewer because you're getting to see it as things going and you're in the venue with all these other people. So I, I think that enhanced it. Um, as far as like the, the, the match card and stuff, I, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I did think like even going into it, I was like, I, I'm kind of wondering how things were going to uh, pan out, you know, with the uh, another pay-per-view happening a week after. And like, I, I can definitely see some of the, uh, the, the the criticisms that other people felt about like you know it maybe not feeling like a the maybe the card not having the sort of like I, I guess those sort of dream like matches if you will that that people were expecting but like just from my overall experience I I, I thought it was a a fine show and they I think they over delivered on the um on the when when, when you sort of compare what what people were expecting versus like what we got. I thought they sort of d- delivered in, in a sense as far as like just making sure that people were satisfied with, with, with coming to the show. And I, I had a good time overall. When you got there, when you got into the venue and you got into the, to the stadium proper and you saw everything set up and laid out the way it was, what was your first impression? Because I know people had a lot of uh, ideas of how the stage should look and yeah. how it should be. What what do you think? So, so when I first got in, I, I was kind of, uh, so, so I was like somewhat confused like where the entrance was because like my, my like, it had the the all in. Well, I mean, I, honestly, I think it was just my fault because I wasn't paying attention. Like I'm looking at the it was like a big thing right here that said all in. And and I'm looking over here like I see like the uh, like the tarp and like where the cameras are set up. And I'm like, is that the entrance over there? And then I'm like, pay attention, dumbass. Like, look at the big all in sign with the big gap in the middle. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's where the entrance is. And like but once I saw that, I was like, well, that's a that's a cool setup. Like, I mean, at, at first I was expecting like some big grandiose like, you know, big setup. But I mean, it, I, I think that was a, it, it was a cool setup. And like, I think it, when you like get that, uh, that, that shot they had, they had like the Roman camera, like floating around. I, I think it definitely made it look cooler when you saw like the, um, that upper section behind the entrance, like you get to see the whole thing. It, I, I think it was a good setup. And I know, I know Tony Khan, he had said something about like, uh, on the, the post, uh, post show scrum, something about thinking about different stage setup for 2024. So maybe they could, you know, flip it around next time. But I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a nice setup. Yeah, Tony's, Tony's feeling was uh, 
you can change it up next year, but then you might lose seats. And is it worth it this time? And it, it, it's true. Like this, this setup to me, the configuration was perfect for what they had. So sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. Oh, I, I have two very important questions. Uh, the first one, <laughs> did you sing Judas? I did not. I sat down in my seat. <laughs> I, 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 I was sitting down in my seat when they, when the people was going crazy over Judas, not a big Judas fan, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I did give a nice round of applause for Will Ospreay. But, uh, but, but, did but you I mean, sing Elevated? That's honestly the, the more important question, I guess. I, I did not sing Elevated, but I did give a couple, <laughs> a couple head bobs to that song. Like that, that you, you want to know it's crazy. Like, you want to know, like, it's so crazy because I, I did not, I'm, I always thought it was a good song, but like just hearing that and like hearing people do the uh, the part in the song and they're like, ah, oh, spray, ah, oh, spray. I was like, bro, this shit is crazy. Can I curse on you? I'm sorry. I ain't know if yeah, I curse on you. Good. Okay. Good but, 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 <laughs> but, but like, like when I heard that part in the song, I was like, you hear all these people just singing it in unison. Like it, it was crazy, but like Osprey, that that was a. I, I think that was like a really like a standout highlight moment. Like not even I, the first of all, I think the match was really good, but like just seeing like Osprey get that big, you know, home country ov- ovation in front of all these people like that. That that was one of the standout moments uh, for me that I always remember from that show. Okay, my my actual second question of importance is. Did you witness the backstage altercation between Jack Perry and CM Punk? We need as many accounts as this as possible. You were there. You were at the arena. I feel this is a fair question to ask. I, I, I may or may not have heard a, a punch thrown. Might have heard a little, you know what I'm saying, from, from my from my seat all, all the way all the way back there. But you you want to know it's crazy. So I, I think it was, but it, this had to be like the third match in second match in or, or something like that and i remember i had i was like let me, I mean, let me check twitter because it was like one of those gaps in between the matches i was like, let me check twitter first thing i see is a tweet from sean ross sap talking about uh <laughs> it's cm punk and jungle boy i'm like jesus fucking christ i was like bro the show is like i'm like what are we doing bro like the show like it's crazy because like punk I, I, I've, I've always uh, laughing at how, like, coming out of some of these shows, like, the, the main talking points is, is not even the show. It's about, like, something that, like, CM Punk did. And, and, then, and then I see this dude at the, uh, with the, the Cauliflower Alley Club, and, like, he, you know, b- beloved, taking all these pictures. Like, <laughs> like the, the, CM Punk is the funniest wrestler. I'm telling you, he really is. But, like, I, I, I saw that, and I was like, I was like, dude, we're we not even halfway through the show. It's something already went down. So, I mean... And, and I, I, I uh, try to keep up with it th- throughout the show, like as I as I could, like the updates and stuff like that. And I just saw like a varying different reports, and you know, out as we hear now, almost what four or five days later, like it's still being discussed and things are still coming out. So, and I, I just heard you guys uh, before I jumped on that you guys are talking about you know the situation involving all out and the reports about you know Ricky Starks and Punk was supposedly supposed to be the plan, and that's not happening anymore. So. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Yeah, Phil. <laughs> I love I love how you're like, we're not even halfway through the show. Buddy, we had not even started the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like for those of us sitting at home, like we knew it and Jeremy and I talked about it on Monday. We were just like, we both we saw the the thing happen in real time where Jack looks at the camera and says real glass crimey river. And like and then this, you guys didn't see it yeah. in the arena. You know, you you saw if you watch the video screen, you saw him mouth something to the camera, but you couldn't yeah. hear it. But like when it happened, we all laughed and we were just like, huh, good bit. And then that was it. And then part of me was like, oh, someone's going to talk to someone about this shit. Hey, hey so, so, so I, I actually want to ask y'all, when y'all saw that, I mean, well, did, did the um did the match rundown come out before the show? Like no. before the show started? Okay. No, so, they, did, they did announce on the pre-show that Punk and Joe were, were opening. They oh, did oh, announce that. Oh, okay. So so when I, the, Joel, Joel and Jeremy, when y'all saw Jack Perry do that thing, they, 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 it did run through y'all heads that maybe they might run into each other, like at the, you know, because the match was what happened and one after the other. Yeah. It was weird because, you know, they do the Jack Perry match and then it's, it's the Punk match. And then the, the Omega match was next, or the Buck match was next. Mm. But regardless, it was all back to back. It was like this order doesn't seem yeah. great that you're having CM Punk maybe cross paths <laughs> with all these guys here. I was like, oh, Tony's just trying to prove that, like, see, they can all cross paths and get along. And it's like, nope, didn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was uh like because uh, I I didn't see the um the the when when he mouthed what, what he said to the camera, I, I didn't catch that part. So when I when I first saw the story, I was like. Well, what, what like what could have happened between like obviously I knew that there was there they weren't the uh the best of friends like even I remember a couple months ago when they were doing um some overseas stuff and they were doing like some Q and A's and I remember Jack Perry had got asked about CM Punk and then he was kind of you you can but you can just always tell when somebody is not a fan of another individual like by, by just by the, by the like the reluctance in which they want to speak about them and I was just like oh I, I don't know about that one so like when, when I saw the story I was like I mean that makes sense that they don't like each other, but I was trying to figure out like at what point, like what, what could have caused this. So when I saw the, you know, the thing about Woody Mouth, I was like, oh, that, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it was uh, not a good situation and kind of overshadowed a lot of the show, but but good memories from the show. You mentioned the, the Osprey-Jericho match and then just Osprey's entrance overall. What were uh, your favorite matches and moments from the show? So so I, I really did like FTR versus uh, Young Bucks. Like I, I, I like really, really enjoyed that. Like I, I See, see, the thing with uh, the FCR and the Young Bucks, like, I, like when you see these matches that have, uh, that have happened before, you have sort of these, like, trilogy-ass matches, like, you always try to, I, I think from the wrestler standpoint, I think they would try to, you know, format these matches differently or, or try to, like, pace it differently. And, like, I, I liked how they sort of started off really slow and then, like, they sort of just built to the fast pace type of thing and the, and the near falls and stuff like that. I always appreciate it. Uh, like that that type of flow throughout the match. I think if I remember correctly, in some of these previous matches, like I think they maybe started off fast and then went slow and then picked it back up or or, or, or some along those lines. But I, I just appreciated like the pacing of the match and like I, I like the uh, 
like the, the towards the end. I, I'm a big fan of like these uh like the, when, they, when you get to like these the end of these matches and you sort of get the feeling that the matches is the, the match is nearest in and then like I think it just adds to like the overall like just the climactic climatic whatever the word is climax of it all the feel of it all and yeah I, I really like that whole uh, FCI Young Bucks match and um what else? I, I, you want you want to know what I, at first I, I I didn't really think I was gonna like the stadium stampede like just from a, a, a in venue standpoint like I I just didn't think I was gonna enjoy that because I was like how am I going to keep up with all this? And the most of I'm just going to be watching it through the through, through the big screen for 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 most of it. But I ended up in uh, enjoying it, and I, I really liked um, seeing Orange Cassidy, uh, Trent, and uh, Chuck Taylor have that moment when they were all walking back to the arena when they had their arms around each other. I, I thought that was a that was a real cool visual. Like you had these uh, AEW originals, like the, uh, one, one of the OG threes or, or the or the, or the AEW uh, roster. So I, I thought that was a, a cool moment too. And um. You know, sitting here in the crowd sing MJF's theme song. That was nice. And then Swerve Strickland, uh, he, he had uh, the, the special entrance. Like, that dude's a superstar. So, got to have him had that special entrance. Sting's entrance, that that was cool. Like, a, a lot of the entrances were cool, man. And, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, as far as the the the, the, the in-ring work, I, I thought everything was was solid. Again, I, I going back to the point about the pay-per-views going back-to-back, I was kind of like, like how, how is this going to? you know, pan out in, in comparison because I know people felt like, you know, again, that they should have got this big dream match card and stuff like that. But again, I, I thought that they delivered for, you know, for, for, for what that was. And, you know, again, speaking just from the in venue arena stadium experience, I, I, I enjoyed myself and I had a good time. What, uh, what obviously the, the historical side of things would have done it, but like what, what made you want to go to the show? Because I only found out that you were going because I was listening to Pollock and Thurston and John Pollock had said that you were going. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's surprising. <laughs> Cause anyone who was going was making a big deal out of going to London and then yeah. the show. So what made you want to go? And like, it just talked to me about, you know, the process. Cause it's, it's not a fun trip all the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, uh, I, I was, I was planning to go to London for my birthday, but my birthday was the week. My birthday was on the 19th, the week before. So when I was like, I was thinking about it, and I was just like, I might as well just turn it into like an all-in trip and just make like d- delay delay the trip a week and just go the week so I can have more stuff to do. So that 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 was like it. Like I'll have like some like super long story about it. Like that was just mostly <laughs> it because I, I was gonna go the week before, but I was just like, you might as well just go when all-in is going. I mean, when all-in is happening, and just make it a whole whole thing. And I and I knew um you know like a couple of people I knew out there like uh my guy Martin Bushby was gonna be out there that weekend so I was like let's let, let's just go out there and you know and I, I could be a part of my birthday celebration I guess and yeah that that, that was mostly it, it was more so about the birthday than anything but let's say all in was planned around your birthday <laughs> instead of your birthday planned around all in that's what really happened yeah there. but I, yeah but that that that's it that's like the whole uh the whole thing right there the whole idea man because what was, Tony Khan's gonna do? It's plan events around your <laughs> Tony. Tony Khan doesn't care about anybody's personal life. He's planning all these events around my personal life and ruining them all. Let, let, let me let me just uh, make it clear. Like we we we. I don't want nobody to think I'm being like serious right now. I'm joking. Like about the uh, but uh, but uh yeah. The, the all in was of course was already scheduled, but like I had thought about it and I was just like, let me just delay this a week and then we can just make this whole weekend and I can have more stuff to do throughout that weekend. But it, it, it was more so about like just going out and seeing London. Cause that was my first time out the country. I've never been out the U S before. So like, that was my first time. And 
I really had a good time, like just going around and sightseeing and seeing all that stuff, and like just just being around different parts of London. Of course, I didn't get to do everything, but I got to do a lot of stuff. Took a lot of photos and videos and stuff like that. So that that was like a a very very cool uh, weekend for me that I'm always gonna remember. I was gonna ask, you know, was it your first time in, in London? Yeah. And then the kind of stuff that that you did do. Somebody in the chat asked if you if you got Greg's while you were out there. I did not get Greg's. I did not get Greg's. Uh, I heard about Greg's and I heard about uh, what's the name? What, what's the stuff I wanted? To, I wanted to try Nando's. Mm. Kept hearing about that. So I, you should have hung out with Punk after All <laughs> In. He's getting Nando's for everybody, <laughs> bro. I, you know, I, I saw the thing about uh, go, go back, go back to Punk real quick. I saw the thing about uh, about AEW, like them, the, somebody not picking him up from Heathrow Airport, and like him having to catch the train. And I saw the picture of the fan who took a picture <laughs> with him on the train. I was like, bro, what in the hell is going on here? Like, what, like, what are we doing? But, uh, but, but yeah, on, on Friday, dude, I, I landed and I went to the uh, the first thing I did. I went to I got to the hotel, my hotel, and I stayed at the uh, the uh, London Marriott, um, and it was like a real nice place. I think it was called Mita Mitaville, if I'm pronouncing it right. I, I, I said it wrong when I got to the airport, and the dude like he corrected me instantly. I was like, okay, buddy. I was like, thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the correction. Appreciate it. But uh, I, first thing I said, first place I did, first place I went, I went to uh, Westfield Mall. I wanted to see like what was around there and like just checked out some of the the clothing stores and some of the other stores that they had. And it was a that mall was big as hell, really nice mall. Tried out some food that I never tried before. I think it was like I had some Korean barbecue. I think that was my first time trying that, and that was great. And then after that, I went to Piccadilly Circus, and I was there from like, bro, I was there from like 8 p.m. to like midnight it that that it thing was like Times square x vegas like that, that that's that's like the best way that i can describe that and i, I saw um i saw satnam singh down uh piccadilly square it was hard not to notice him like you walk you walking down there you see this like seven foot tall dude like he was like hard not to notice this dude so yeah that it was uh that, that was fun seeing you know seeing all the people down there but that place was that place was crazy bro like it was so many people down there and that place did not go to sleep uh at all and then, uh, but wait, did you did you guys want me to like continue or like did we? Uh, you can tell us all about your. Oh, 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 okay, because like, I didn't know if we had like a time limit. I ain't no. like, just rambling and shit like that. So, no, uh, it's good. So, so on Saturday, I went to Saturday. I woke up and I went to this place called um, Free. It was called Freeform, or, or something. It was like this art gallery, like where the, everything was like three D, and like they had like like the entire floors and everything was like it was like this moving pattern bro this is like the coolest shit i ever seen in my life like i could not believe it like it was it, it was beautiful in there like it really was and i'm very glad that i that, that i went there i had me a traditional english breakfast that was nice tea and crumpets oh no 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 no, no, no. i'm talking about well, well, I mean, oh, yeah. well, i'm 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 kind of lying a little bit i said traditional english breakfast <laughs> I, I basically just got like the shit that i eat here like in the states <laughs> but like because like I, I saw like the tomatoes and the beans and stuff like that, and I was like, eh, I don't know. I was like, I don't know about that. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna stick to what I know. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm gonna just stick to that. And then that's when I met up with, uh, with my guy Martin Bushby, who I did the uh, Bushby and Thompson uh, Wrestling Adventure podcast with over at Post Wrestling. And Martin and his wife, uh, great people. They they showed me around to. Um, we went to Buckingham Palace. They showed me the Big Ben Clock. Um, and we, we went like to some other places too. They took me like the mom, uh, mom and pop shop. Uh, it, that, that, that was, that was really good. I had fish and chips for the first time. That was nice. 
and uh, we, we caught the train to Camden. Uh, did like a, did some bar hopping a little bit. Met with uh, another person, Braden Harrington, that works at Post Wrestling. That was great. Uh, had, had like a couple of drinks and stuff like that. Ate some food. That was just a great time overall. And then uh, one of the things that that I really appreciated uh, was Martin and his wife. Like, cause the, we we caught the train there, and the the trains were closing. Like, it was like really like we were like we were pushing that shit. Like, I'm talking about like to the point like we was with. We all like it, it. It was a point where I, I thought legitimately that we were going to get stuck, but I mean, we could have just caught an Uber out. But Camden is like sort of a, a ways away from where I was staying, so I mean, it, it wasn't like a big deal. Like, definitely could have caught an Uber back, but I, I just wanted to make sure I say this publicly. Like, I appreciate it, Martin and his wife, bro. They made it like a fucking like priority to like make sure that I got back like to my hotel. Like, I'm talking about one time, like these like my fucking like English parents out there, like, bro. They was just like make it like they were like, no, we're making sure you get back. We're and and. I think they they weren't even staying like nowhere near me, and I you know I make sure to check in check in with them afterwards to make sure they got home. But like I like again like I could have just easily caught an Uber back, but bro, it's just the principle of the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the like cause they brought me out here, and they was just like, you know, we gonna make sure brought me out to that part of London. It was just like we gonna make sure that you get back like to where you where you're staying, and like I, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, you just appreciate little stuff like that. So I I just wanted to definitely shout out Martin and his wife because they they showed me a good time on Saturday. And then Sunday, uh, woke up, went to the Natural History Museum. Very, very cool. I took a lot of pictures of that. That was a that was a great museum. That was a big ass museum. Uh, they had a lot of different exhibits and stuff like that. A lot of things on display. Got like a couple little touristy keychains and a and a, a London sweater with a big ass London logo <laughs> on it. So I'm, a, I'm a definitely with that with, with that uh with, with that this fall. So yeah, and then went to uh, went to All In, and yeah. Uh, that was it. Hell yeah. I, I had got, uh, for, for a little bit, I had got stuck out uh, Wembley Stadium, just just a little, because it was hard to catch an Uber out, because it was so many damn people. So what I did was I went to this place called the Canada Gardens, and I just waited there. And it was like right down the street, and I just waited. It was like a nice-ass view right there, and it was like um, food places down the street. So I just waited out there for like an hour, and then I eventually got back to my hotel. So yeah, and then caught a flight out next morning, and then that was, uh, that was London. I was yeah, I was gonna ask because after the show wrapped at Wembley, there Oof. were people who uh, Oof, Joe. <laughs> it sounded it was like WrestleMania 35 at, uh, at MetLife. It was like nobody could get home because everything is shut down. You Man. you clearly had a, a an idea and decided you know you got some time, so you went and just killed some time out in a nice part of town. It, 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 it was on the fly, Joe. This wasn't okay. like some planned thing. This no, no, no. <laughs> but at least you knew you weren't going to like sit there and wait. Yeah. You were just like, oh, I'm yeah. going to do my thing over here because, you know, you can sit and wait, but like you just get more and more frustrated. So it's funny for just going. Dude, so at, when, when I got out, like I already had it in my head. I was like, it's going to be hell trying to get out of here because it was the same thing when I went to uh, Mania in Dallas. But the, the only reason I was able to get out of that situation was because the Uber driver who drove me to A&T, A&T Stadium, AT&T Stadium, he told me about a place called Texas Live that was like a 10-minute walk down the street from AT&T Stadium. He was like, dude, after the show, just go in there and just wait until the phase down now. Go in there, get you some food, and just chill out. And I was like, let me go do that. I went down there party packing place like it was like it was real nice in there went in there sat down for like an hour ate some food so i did the exact same thing at the wembley uh i waited for, first i tried to see if i could get an uber out of there immediately that did not work at all <laughs> D- dumb move very very dumb move and i uh so i just went down to the uh canada gardens 
uh, sat down there because it was right next door to Wembley, like literally right next door. Nice area, a bunch of like benches and stuff like that. Like they had like the little water fountain shit that was like spraying all. The, it, it was a real nice place. And then it was a, a McDonald's not too far and a gas station over there and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just sit there and just waited for like an hour, hour 30 and just, you know, waited for the feds to go down and waited till I got a ride. And I, I think I caught one like around what, like 12, 20, 12, 30. And then, yeah, I was out and it, it was cool. It was a great time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you one last wrestling question here before we wrap up. And you know, all out last week, or all in last week, all out this week. Booking the back to back shows, and now we have all outs where I think a lot of people are like, I don't know about this card right here. What do you what do you make of Tony running? And you you are in this as much as I am, Andrew, when it comes to like keeping up with the news and the media and all of this stuff. Of what do you what, just Debatable. what do you make of them? Debatable. No, 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 no. Debatable. You're, you're better. No, you were better than me. Uh, Joe, 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 do you, Joe, do you see this? Why, why, Joe, do you see this? Why, why, why? Listen, I, you both, you both are top of your field to me. I can't. Thank pick you, Joe. Me. Thank I, you, Joe. I said it earlier before you were on. You're both, you're both real, real damn good at this. And for those, for those who don't follow Andrew's work already, like, what's wrong with you? If you, if you haven't followed it, you've seen it. So get it, Joe. Get it. Get out. Thank you for what I've been trying to tell Jeremy. Can, can, let, you know what? Let's just move on to the next. What was the question? What was the question? <laughs> Let's just get to the question. There yeah, was the question. question. Jeremy just wanted to <laughs> Oh, this is what Andrew and I always do is we just praise each other and then neither of us can take a compliment. So we just have to keep complimenting each other. Um, the question is just running the back-to-back shows and you know how, your thoughts on it. And do you think like it does take away a little bit from from all out oh, oh yeah it, it definitely does I, I feel like all out looks like a it looks like a um like a supersized edition of dynamite that's what it looks like it, it looks like a like something that you would see like maybe for like a you know a fight for the fallen fighter fest you know th- things of that so like a special edition of dynamite that, that that's just like really what it looks like and i even uh tony said on the um pre all out media call that he was thinking about putting orange and mocks at all in, but he decided to hold off on that and save all out. Smart move on that one, definitely. Because I like, especially considering that, um, you know, the the report that CM Punk and Ricky Starks were supposed to be on that show, I would assume that that was going to be the main event. So now I'm looking at the card and I'm like, like, what's going to be the headliner for this? Like, well, I was going to ask y'all, like, what do y'all think is going to be the headliner for all out? Like, I was maybe thinking like Orange and Mox, maybe because I'm like. Especially at that promo that Orange cut on Dynamite, I was like, that that, was that, that, "Yeah, that was great." So I was going to ask y'all, like, what, what did y'all think about who was going to close the show uh, on Sunday? We talked about it on Wednesday, and, and we both came to the same conclusion. And that was before the Orange Cassidy promo. Mm-hmm. Once, once we saw the opening, just basically the through thread of Dynamite, it was pretty apparent that uh, Mox and or Orange Cassidy was going to headline. And and I said this online. I said the uh, the International Championship is the like highest level <laughs> championship in AEW, even beyond the world right now, because the world title is tied up with the Ring of Honor tag titles, and MJF doesn't want to compete, you know, in kayfabe. Uh, so it makes sense that you get the guy who's been wrestling nonstop, putting up the title. And if it goes to Mox, let's say Moxley wins, then you're transferring everything and the prestige of that title to someone who's a former world champion. Like it continues to build prestige. Basically, out of this, like the title doesn't lose anything regardless of the outcome and i love yeah. that so i can yeah. see this being the main event and it makes perfect sense to be there yeah now i, I was gonna add like um so if, if, if so i, I kind of got the feeling that orange is pro- his reign is probably going to end 
at, at all. I mean, because like, look, if it's anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think the last time I was like so like pro Orange should lose this match is when he faced Swerve. Like, I was like, dude, Swerve needs to win this time. Like, this is this is Swerve's time. Like, he should win this match. And then they didn't go through with it. And I'm like, now I'm like, I'm back at that same feeling with Mox. I'm like, if, if there's anybody that's going to do this. And I, again, I felt the same way about Swerve. I was like, there's anybody that's going to do this. And, and in this, this specific situation, I'm like, it's, it's, it's going to be Mox who, who he's going to lose the title to. And then then Orange pin Claudio at, uh, at All In. Yeah. So I, I would assume that he's going to be next in line to at some point challenge for the ROH world title. And then may, maybe that'll be like the catalyst to, um, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston getting involved with uh, Claudio again. And then, you know, they do that ROH world title match at some point. You know what? I, I wouldn't mind that being that Grand Slam, to be honest with you, uh, Eddie versus Claudio. I really wouldn't mind that. Um, I, I still want that to be at a uh, final battle. I think yeah, that final that's, a, that's a good call. Good call. That gets people in the room. That and the Billy Starks Athena match. I think those are the two big anchor like matches for final battle. Cause they're really good call. That's a good call. Yeah, for sure. Nah, you know what? Joe just changed my opinion. If I say that for final battle, save it for final battle. <laughs> I keep saying save it for final battle, but also like I see the argument for grand slam. Final like, battle is a ways away. Yeah. <laughs> it like, is. To, it is. To hold all this off. Yeah. And you could do Eddie Kingston, you know, not winning the title at grand slam, some shenanigans and it'll get huge heat and Claudio will be more and more hated. But where do they, they they announce final battles happening? But they did they announce location or not? They just said December. They and just usually, said you know, it's end of December. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, like it's it's more the the fact that like you could have it as a, a two, you know, do the match twice and then maybe do the third as a blow off in, in the new year. But as it stands now, like it would just be a final battle and just make it a big moment, build whatever venue you're going to, and that's that's good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Andrew, I appreciate you joining us today, man. Uh, man, I appreciate sharing. y'all having me on, man. <laughs> this is good. It's, 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 it's good to see y'all, man. Joe, I haven't seen you since Jeremy's wedding. I know, and it's good I to see, see you. Since, it's, it's good to see y'all, man. And I'm, uh, I'm glad to see the success of In the Weeds. Y'all doing some yeah. great work, excellent work, yeah. great guests. I'm proud, man. I'm, 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 see, what I'm trying to do, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to sneak Jeremy on some of these, uh, what's the name, like when y'all see I had these guests, I'm like, sneak I got to compliment. I, I, no, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get the quotes out. <laughs> <laughs> from the interviews <laughs> before Jeremy starts transcribing. <laughs> I'm gonna set up the article. I'd be like, "See, I got this up, bro. I got this I, up." It, but but are you good, Jeremy? Oh, I got I got the Becca one running today. I've heard fighting Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga. Nobody's taking that one. That's a real thing, Andrew. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's not actually gonna fight them. Oh, oh, oh no. I, 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 oh, okay. No, I, 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 I thought you meant like that was like an actual like thing that I was like, oh shit. Andrew, do you know how much stuff we have manifested just by like writing it in like headlines <laughs> and everything? You know how this works. Like we will write a headline off of an interview someone does, and then all of a sudden it's it turns into a thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Like you know how this works. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, man, but I, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. This was a uh, this was a good time. I was definitely looking for. I'm sorry I couldn't make it on Wednesday. My schedule stuff got changed. But I'm glad I was able to make it today, and yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of both of you, man. And it was it was definitely great seeing you at uh, Jeremy's wedding, which is almost four year anniversary coming up, which is fucking crazy. That yeah, is two yeah a month away. A month away. A month in a day. A month that in is day. Yeah. insane, bro. That that was a four year ago. Insane. It's gone by. It's gone by quickly. Uh, yeah, but it's it's been legitimately the best year of my life. So uh, a lot of stuff has happened, but wonderful, wonderful wife. Um, no. I'll put her over later. I don't know. 
<laughs> Andrew, let everybody know where, where they can find you at. Yeah, they can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, AD Thompson underscore underscore uh, the YouTube channel, Andrew Thompson Interviews. And uh, you check out my written work over at Post Wrestling. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Andrew, go Andrew Thompson, the best at this. Everyone follow him on Twitter, <laughs> even though it doesn't tweet a lot. So just go over to Post Yeah, I don't and, and read all his work. Just I, 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 I didn't. But, I didn't but, know you were going to to all in. Like I messaged Joel is the one who told me, and he just told the story <laughs> of how he found out. So I messaged you, and I'm like, I, I got a scoop that you're going to all in. Is this true? <laughs> but uh, the only people that like knew, because I mean, it's this not like a thing. Like I, you know, what I'm saying, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going. It, it, I mean, it's it's like obviously it's a big because it's my first time out the country. But like it was just, I was like, you know, it's cool. I'm going to London. I'm gonna have a good time. Like I, I didn't really want to make a big. I don't like making a big deal out of anything. So I was just like, you know, it's, but just go out see, there, just have a good time. Have some this fun. is what this is what I always love and appreciate about you. And one of the many things you have taught me uh, in, in this line of work is that you just put your head down, get your work done. You don't need to <laughs> comment on everything and you just do what you need to do. And I tried to do my best at that. I got to get my jokes off and stuff. Oh, yeah, always. Just, you know what? Oh, oh, you, hey, let me tell you something. Get the jokes, joke, jokes before anything. Let me tell you. Yeah. Let, let, let me let me tell y'all folks of a good piece of life advice. Never let a good joke get it, get in front of a good. Don't don't ever let a good joke ruin a good story. Oh, I, I think I worded that right. I, I guess, but y- y- y'all get the essence of what I'm trying to say. Please, please continue, Jeremy. Get the jokes. I, saying, like, I, yeah, you, I don't care jokes to off. jump in. I don't care to jump into the discourse on Twitter and get into all of that, or sometimes yeah. even give legitimate opinions because then people will take it the wrong way. I'm like, I'm just here to crack jokes. That's it. Otherwise, I'm just trying to get work done because, as you know, Andrew, there's no shortage of work to do on any week in this silly business that we cover, especially these last couple of weeks. So, Andrew, take care. I hope you have a good weekend. I hope, uh, you know, enjoy all the wrestling that is out there this weekend. And uh, don't work too hard because I'm going to try not to work hard either. What if we just took the weekend off, Andrew? What do you think would happen? I don't even want to think about what happened. I'm pretty sure the wrestling news cycle would be perfectly fine, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to get back in the in the, in the swing of things today because I've been kind of chilling the last couple of days. So I'm gonna try to you deserve try, it. Try, 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 try to get back in action uh, to, today and in, in, in this weekend. So yeah, so we 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 we, we gonna see. But I'm pretty sure things will be fine. Shout, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all doing some great work, and I hope y'all have a, a great rest of your show as well and a great rest Thanks, of buddy. the. In the weeds, man. In the weeds. We Thanks, in the weeds buddy. right now. All I'm the- in the weeds. <laughs> the the wife just messaged and said that you and I should just like go to a pay-per-view together, just take it off and then see it, how it, much work. It just it's vlog. <laughs> it just well, vlog it. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll do we'll do content. Yeah. The problem yeah, is the do. vlog that you two would do, you'd be sitting in the stands with your laptops open just like yeah, just watch type. my password. I'm about to say all, all you fucking hearing is like the in the background, just the, the keyboards and shit like that's all you want to hear. That'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. And say, Jeremy, you got to listen, man. Your birthday coming up, bro. Would you like two weeks, a week away? Allegedly, yeah. Alleged, alleg- allegedly, allegedly. Joe, Joe, allegedly, 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 allegedly. Two weeks. allegedly you know. <laughs> uh, thank you, Andrew. You're the best. Uh, I will talk to you later. We talk just about every day, so I appreciate you, man. All right, all right Joel and Jeremy, man. It's good talking to y'all, man. Have a great right, rest buddy. of y'all show. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Peace.
take that care. Is, that is the goat right there, Andrew Thompson. Now I can say nice things about him, and he cannot, you know, come back and say uh, nicer things. Yeah, say nicer things. Basically, <laughs> y'all have the works. weirdest best relationship ever. It's like wholesome <laughs> discomfort. <laughs> I I will say this until the day I no longer do this, which hopefully I win the lottery tomorrow and can retire. But I'll say this till the day I can no longer do it. Like everything that I know about doing this and for all the praise that that i receive and i appreciate all of it everything comes from from working with andrew that that time we got to work together because that's where i learned so much about just news gathering uh, about just like how to maximize your time and, and work ethic and everything like i learned it all from him and he made me so much better at this and we we talk about this all the time of like like I, I don't think like either of us wants to like let each other down. And so that's why I work so hard. Like I can't let Andrew down because he always vouched for me and pushed me. The last thing he said, the last thing he said in our group chat before uh, he left Fightful was just like push Jeremy Lambert. And that he didn't have to do any of that. He could have just left, been done. But he's like, you know, and Sean has a lot of respect for, for Andrew. Anybody who's heard Sean talk about Andrew, he's always like, yeah, get Andrew back. Uh, get Andrew back on the site. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying. I guess I, did, I didn't try hard enough right there. I should have pushed more uh, just now, but he, he said like push Jeremy Lambert and like Sean is amazingly listened for some reason, but same time you gotta, you gotta push for yourself a little bit. But again, Andrew didn't have to do that. Like he could have just left and been done. So I will always vouch any, in any form of uh, this professional life, personal life for Andrew. Um, yeah. I consider him a, a very, very good friend. And you know, he's, he's one of the best people out there too. One of the nicest guys in, in this as well. So yeah, I appreciate Andrew so much and haha, Andrew, you're off the show right now and you can't come back and return any of these compliments. Take that. Watch. He's still watching, but he's just, you know, <laughs> waiting, just waiting <laughs> his time to say nice things to you. Yeah. He's going to text me this like list of compliments of like, heard what you said on the show after I left, you know what? All this, this, and this, uh, he, he's the best though. I appreciate I'm the chat saying, did you give these guys lessons in being Canadian? Oh man. Y'all got to stop putting each other over too nice to each other. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Oh. Yeah. That's not very CM Punk of me to, to put him over. So well, sorry. No, punk, puts over, punk, punk puts over his buddies, you know, yeah. he'll go to, he'll go to bat for a steel any time of the day. You know, and A Steel, he'll never bite his nose off, so it's fine. Anyway, uh, I, I I didn't know that that was Andrew's first time outside of the country. That was I didn't either. Me. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that either. I, I that's why I wanted to bring it up. I was like, is was that your first time to London? But he just mentioned that was the first time outside of the country. So yeah, good good on him. And now we know why he went as well as uh all in was planned around his birthday and so it was a birthday trip for him it wasn't even supposed to be like this big all-in trip it was just supposed to be i'm going to london for my birthday so good on him he deserves the the that vacation and then uh time away just any any time he needs to take off because he works he works harder in a day than most people do in a week at this and i'm not not lying about that yeah, no, he's again, I, I put him over just like Jeremy does. He's very good at this. And uh, I think if y'all have not been following his work so far, you're missing out because he he's he's real damn good at this. Um, you know, I've never been to London. I've, and I've, I've traveled Jeremy Lambert like I I was I, I did a tally. I've been to 20 countries that I can remember <laughs> and, I, and none of them include the UK. And I've been to weird places. But yeah, that was uh, 
that, that, that was a weird thing to think about. But that was cool that, you know, for some people, that was their first time outside of their home countries, their hometowns. You know, Maggie, who does coexisting with Robin Maggie, she was very excited. And it was a big deal for her that she, you know, left uh, Bulgaria and went to uh, went to to London. And apparently she had a wonderful time. She uh, she'll be talking about it on their show this afternoon. So, uh, yeah, check that out over on Fightful Over Books if you're not already subscribed to us. But, yeah, good, good on Andrew going out and, and enjoying his birthday week. That was that, the good stories too. He got to see a lot of stuff. Yes, good, good on him. And I didn't get to mention it on air, but um, Martin Bushby, who Andrew praised him and his wife. Uh, I saw the picture of him and Andrew um, out in London. I was just very excited for for both of them because they used to do the podcast together. If I was a Mark, I'd be wearing their shirts on on the show, but I didn't, you know, want to come off that way with, with Andrew here. Yeah, I I didn't want to. I, I praise Andrew enough. I didn't want to like wear the T-shirt on the show as well. But I do have the shirt from their show. Um, but yeah, I, I was really happy that they, that they got to link up because they they used to do a great show together. And then uh, they for some reason had me as a guest on one of their shows. So I appreciate them. I appreciate Martin, even though I've, I've never met him, and that was the only real interaction I've I've had with them. Uh, but it was just cool. It's always cool when like you get to meet the people you, you sort of work with in this light and everything, you know, like my wedding when everybody was there and that was for the first time meeting a lot of you guys and Joel, we had done shows for a while at that point. Um, Jensen and I had been doing spotlight for the majority of the year. Uh, and that was the first time SP three and I had been doing shows for a while. And it's the first time, like I just got to kind of meet everybody was, was at the wedding. So it was, it's always cool when, when you get a chance to meet the people you see on screen weekly, but have never, seen them in real life yeah that was, that was a special time your, your wedding really was special for for a lot of different reasons but you know it was nice to do that with a lot of friends that like we interacted with or do this through the screen thing with uh and for everyone to kind of come together and be like in the same room and 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 not have to talk about wrestling we all just talked about our our, our families or our life you know outside of this thing and everyone was like yeah i'm driving home tonight and we're just like we're not <laughs> So. Joel, you got drunk with a wife and I uh, on our, our wedding night. I didn't. You guys were, and I was. Yeah, we there. got drunk. <laughs> we we tried to get more, but that didn't really go over well in the state. That yeah, friggin' Ohio. Who closes at eleven a.m. Eleven p.m. That's a dumb thing to do. <laughs> Lame state. Couldn't even give us some extra extra champagne on our wedding night. How dare so they? Anyway. Let's uh, let's veer back onto the highway of uh, of all out and all in. Chi Town's first sent us a super chat earlier, saying, "I was at the show on Wednesday at Dynamite. Was surprised that there were very little CM Punk chants throughout. Also, Hangman Adam Page got a big pop on Rampage, and Tony did get booed. A uh, lot of conversation coming out of that Hoffman Estates episode of Dynamite." Uh, for a lot of different reasons, whether it was the number in attendance or the lack thereof, whether it was the lack of um, wrestlers who were on the card for any number of reasons that Tony gave and and explained. You know, for some people, it was uh, not being able to travel because of the hurricane that was coming through, or uh, or it happened in Florida, or it was. Uh, he said, um, "Not sick." He said, "Not minimal sickness." Um, what was the word that he used? He basically made it. He downplayed the level of illness. Oh, he said, yeah, Soraya missed the show just like she was not feeling well. And Swerve, he may have said sickness with him too, but then StarCast announced Swerve had injuries coming out of All In. And so he wasn't even going to appear for StarCast because of the injuries. So I don't know like if it is 
health, like physical health or uh, like sickness wise or physical health, like just banged up coming out of matches, which, which way is it? But regardless, like they, they missed the show and apparently they were planned. The thing is, is nothing was announced for this show outside of Orange Cassidy and Penta. And then, yeah. And then on like Tuesday night, they announced like an Adam Cole segment. So I understand like plans may have changed. Like he may have had one idea of stuff and he had to change some, some stuff up because of hurricane and and illness or uh, injuries and things like that. But like no one knew what was actually going to be on this show because nothing had been announced. So yeah, I get that stuff changed, but like for a fan's perspective, it's like, Oh, that sucks. But like we weren't expecting them anyway, because you didn't announce them for this show. Uh, Oh yeah, it, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that to like dismiss what what was going on because there was some very real life stuff going on. But at the same time, I don't think that's a great excuse for why the show ended up the way it was because you didn't announce anything. It's not like, hey, we're announcing Orange Cassidy and Penta. Wait a second, Orange Cassidy is actually ill. He can't compete. It's like, oh well, that was one thing I was expecting. Like, I wasn't expecting Swerve. I wasn't expecting Soraya. You didn't have them announced for this. So I don't think that's like the greatest excuse in the world for why the show may have been different because the expectation wasn't there for them to be there anyway. He called the minor uh, illnesses and then of okay. course flights and all that. And you're right. Yeah. There were a lot of things that changed that, you know, didn't, it didn't feel like a very solid show. It never did. Like it felt like it never really caught its footing. It just kind of happened it felt like an episode of Impact from like 2018 when they're just throwing stuff at the wall and they're hoping something sticks and then a kid gets hit with the car and everyone's <laughs> gathered around the kid. Just cool, like, little Timmy, okay? That happened, by the way. That was like five ago, five years ago, like this week. That happened. <laughs> so, that was a back. great feud between old LAX and new LAX. That the really, OGs. Yeah. That, that was, was great. And look um, yeah, yeah, Dynamite was, it was a show. It didn't, you know, until Orange Cassidy's promo, although we knew Orange Cassidy and Penta was going to be a good match. Orange Cassidy, he puts on great matches. And then Orange Cassidy's promo was fantastic. Everything up until that point, I truthfully don't have a lot of memory on. The Adam Cole segment was was good. I like Roddy just always wearing the neck brace. Um, I'm trying to recall everything that happened in my head now. Like That was good. MJF announcing a tournament and a battle royal in the same sentence was hilarious absolutely hilarious i they needed to do the multi-man ladder match off of that tournament well. is back baby yeah they didn't even announce brackets like roddy was like i'm in it but otherwise they didn't even announce like competitors for this thing like oh, we got to see who's injured after all in we got or all out who's suspended after all out like we gotta we gotta figure figure all this out um you know jared says not the type of show after a huge all in yeah like i agree it didn't feel like it was the and especially you got you're doing all out this week. Like it didn't feel like it was this, this major monumental show coming off of the biggest show in history and coming into another pay-per-view. And when, when our, the super chat that mentioned like no punk chance, Tony got pulled, uh, booed hangman got, got a big pop. I will say that it was a dynamite show and there is, I've said it. I think there's a divide between dynamite fans and colliders, boomers. What do they call dynamiters? Whatever they're called themselves. Kaboomers. Kaboomers. Sure. Sure. And and colliders. Like I think there is a 
I think there's a divide between between them. And so they went to Dynamite. They were expecting Dynamite people. I don't think CM Punk fans were going to pay pay to go to a Dynamite show when CM Punk was not expected for that show, when he's just never expected really for, for Dynamite. That's the one time he showed up when he wasn't supposed to be there. So I don't – maybe that's why you didn't see it. I think Collision will be a little bit more telling of are we going to get CM Punk chants and stuff because Collision – they announced the Ricky Starks uh, segment. He's calling out Ricky Steamboat for a strap match. People are theorizing, oh, who's it going to be? Who's going to be Steamboat's representative? You know, it maybe would have been Punk originally. Will it be Punk now? Very unlikely. Will it be Steamboat? Is Steamboat crazy enough to be like, let's, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this friggin' strap match. Or who is the representative for Ricky Steamboat? That is when you might get the CM Punk chance on collision and then certainly on uh, at, at all out potentially getting CM Punk chance and Tony being booed. I will say Tony's reactions have waned over the past year when I've gone to a show. I don't think this was particularly a Chicago thing. I think they've just, they've, they've gone down. It's been more mixed, still, still heavy on the cheers, but more mixed throughout the year. Not to get into the, the, ticketing conversation uh tonight's or sorry tomorrow night's collision right now as of two nights ago there are 950 tickets left in a setup of about 5,000. upper bowls are completely gone 200s is still in effect 100s and lower bowl they're they're still for sale so again it's not going to be it's going to be hard to move tickets when cm punk's not available in in his hometown that's one on his show no less um there's going to be some more throwing things at the wall to, to kind of get things back on track there because at the end of the day that's what this business is you're you're trying to sell tickets and get people through the door for a big event especially like all that's supposed to be uh i see people in the chat talking about tony's booking and all that and i think it's it's it, this is a really interesting conversation that a lot of people are like oh what was the all-out card supposed to be with with cm punk on it and it's like one match one yeah. match is really what changed by all accounts, Jack Perry was never officially supposed to be on the card. And if he was, he wasn't going to be in a, in a major featured match. So you do kind of wonder what the hell happened to this card that suddenly things got completely thrown out. There, there were some injuries as far as we understand it. Darby Allen, meanwhile, is just like, yeah, no, my spine's messed up, but I'm still going to work. <laughs> as long as I got a pulse, I'm going to come to work. So like, it's, it's very interesting. I think about that when people th- people theorize like, oh, the punk thing really messed things up. Well, no, I don't think I think CM Punk messed up the main event because very clearly that was a a large expectation that CM Punk and Ricky Starks would have some sort of match and it would be for a world's championship. You can even have the setup like they did on Dynamite. And this would have been even bigger where MJF says, I'm not defending my title at all out because I deserve this time off and I've been wrestling so much and then for Punk to come out on Saturday and just be like you know what if he's not going to put the the world championship on basically try and do the, the call out the world champion for nothing again and then he would just say I'm the real world's champion here we're going to have a real world title match and then we'll show everyone what a real main event is supposed to be and then it turns into the Starks thing and like that would have had a little bit more play I think it would have been a little more interesting instead we're not getting that for the reasons we've already talked about so like that on the top of the card I took away from it, but I think more often than not, when it feels like, again, not reporting anything, it's just what I feel like. Whenever Tony has an injury on his hands, he he tries to do this diversion and then bring them back in. So once they're once they're back to once once they're in ring shape again, and once they're able to come back and they're cleared, he like 
goes right back to where we were. Even if the story that was being told was on a good track and it feels like the diversion just kind of, it's just, it's meant to be a diversion. Whereas I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to compare this to WWE for a minute for as much shit as we would give Vince and his creative vision, uh, especially throughout the years. One thing that kind of worked is that sometimes when he diverted, he found gold in the characters and the, and the, the people that he would put together and then they would just kind of ride it. And yeah, some things didn't get closed off, but at least we could be like, this is cool. Like it would move. Things would move in a way and it wouldn't feel like we're just waiting for things to kind of come back together and reconverge just because of an injury. Am I, am I wrong? Am I off base? What, what are your thoughts there? I don't think you're, you're necessarily wrong. I'm trying to think of examples or events where an injury. And I mean, the, the best examples are how they sort of lucked into some WrestleMania moments with like Brian and Kofi and, and things like that. I think when it comes to all out, you're right. That basically the only thing that changed as far as we know is, okay, we're not doing CM Punk and Ricky Starks. CM Punk doing this. didn't blow up a bunch of like plans for this. Maybe uh, Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor got added because it's like, Oh, we need a Samoa Joe match now. Maybe they added something to it, but I don't think it necessarily changed the overall card outside of, again, we're not doing CM Punk and Ricky Starks. I think this stuff with like MJF and Adam Cole, it feels very weak. And that's unfortunate coming off of All In because I sat here on Wednesday and I said, yeah, Moxley and Orange Cassidy should headline. The only exception would be an MJF match. And while we're getting an MJF match, we're getting MJF and Cole defending the ROH tag team titles against a a team in a battle royal. I'm not going to spoil who wins, but you looked at that graphic of people that were there. Nobody on that graphic is like, that's the headlining bout with MJF and Adam Cole. There's no team on there. Aussie open is probably the, the most established Aussie open and best friends, right? They're the two most established teams, I think. And then best friends, it's a fine match, but it doesn't scream pay-per-view headliner like MJF and Adam Cole against best friends. There's no tie between those two teams. There's, there's just nothing. And then Aussie Open, well, I just saw that for free on All In. Why am I paying $50 for this to be the headlining match now? So that doesn't make any sense. Like the Hardys, they're a fine nostalgia act, but they're they're not this top tier pay-per-view draw. There's no team that it's like, yeah, this is a $50 match here. The Kingdom would have been the exception. And even then I could see, because they, they've just been on AEW television, not wrestling, not winning matches or anything, just there supporting Roddy Strong. So Orange Cassidy and John Mox is about the only choice to headline this show at this point. I don't think it's debatable at this point. But it did feel very weak coming off of All In, and you have this big, big story with MJF Adam Cole, and then they're just backstage, and it's like, yeah, we're doing a tournament, and then we're doing a, a battle royal on a taped C show to figure out who we're facing at All Out. And the team that they're going to face is a team that doesn't really have a title. It's just a match, and that's fine. Hey, that's, you got to do matches, right? But the the investment is not there that you would hope it would be there for a story with MJF and Adam Cole and their place on the card, which is at the the very, very top. Um, you know, People mentioning that some people don't feel as, as hot 
as they were like an MJF Mox or yeah. Uh, Hangman page, uh, these guys at the, the beginning of it. Um, or why solo blade says all the top talent feel flat too. No one really feels special the way hangman Cody MJF felt in the early years. I think there's a, there's an argument for that. The hangman page stuff is baffling, baffling. What I want to see, uh, if you really want to save hangman, at least for this show, have him come out and rescue Ricky oh, Dragon Steamboat. I yes. know that that's going to piss off Punk. I get yeah, that because yeah. he's directly getting involved. But you know what? Then Hangman gets to be like, you want to talk about peg warmers? He's not going to do it. But like in the fact, there's a funny little like irony of having Hangman paid be like, yeah, Ricky Steamboat is my, you know, my hero, my legend. I would love to see Hangman get it because the match that he had with Brian Keith by all accounts, was really good. And I had, I, there were so many people who were so excited for the, to see this match. And on Friday, I hear it delivers. And that's great news. Now the question is, what the hell do you do with Hangman Page for All Out? If anything, what do you do with him for Grand Slam if they don't have him on the All Out card? Because he should be refactored in somewhere. So here's a potential issue that I kind of brought up on Spotlight, and I want to get a little bit more into it right now. They're running back-to-back weeks. Everybody knows that, right? They, they ran all in last week. They're running all out this week. They've added Wrestle Dream to their lineup. That's October 1st. You have Grand Slam, which they've historically treated as a big deal. This is Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, is what we got at the there. first. At the Yeah, at the first Grand Slam. We got John Moxley, Brian Danielson last year. Like we're getting a world title match on Grand Slam this year, right? Like we're, we're getting, we know the tournament winner is facing MJF for the title at Grand Slam. So you're getting a world title match on this free show that you're not getting on this pay-per-view this Sunday. But my, my point is you're doing four shows, three are legitimate pay-per-views, the other one has historically been treated like one of, if not the biggest dynamite of all time. And they're doing that within five weeks of each other. You, it's very tough. It's very, very tough to give you those four shows in five weeks and make everything feel. And I know Tony likes to do this. Even this, this show's the greatest of all time. This is the biggest show we've ever done. We got a great card for everybody. It's very tough to sell four shows in five weeks and act like everything is the most important thing ever and everything is the greatest card of all time. Like it's, and we've seen the struggles with All Out this week. People complained about the All In card. I don't know what Grand Slam is going to look like. I don't know what Wrestle Dream is going to look like. You know, they might have some New Japan talent there, which would be very good. But to put all this together like that in a time, mind you, and I know Tony is a madman. He does not sleep. And every time he does a local interview, everybody's like, how do you do it? And Tony's like, oh, I just have a passion for all of this. I understand that. But at the end of the day, you're running essentially two wrestling companies. You're running two live television shows, plus your taped shows. You're running Fulham. You're running the Jaguars. That's a lot of just capacity to try to do all of this and make it all feel like it's the most important thing in your life. And I think we're seeing some hits with that because there is just, there's a lot going on in, in Tony Khan's world. And so he's just basically up oh, tournament battle Royal, great match, great match. But there's an overall lack of attention to detail that I feel kind of used to be there 
with, with AEW. Are you trying to blame Will Washington? I don't blame. We're getting a lot of super chats. Am I yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pick him up in a sec. No, I'm I'm like, I don't care. The, I'm just worried about like me having a snort cake because we're actually... <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had forgotten, but hey, chat. I don't know if these people are like sending in super chats because of that, or they're like supporting this show, which is really weird. I mean, um, listen, I'll tell you now. Will 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 Chisholm has been supporting the show for quite a while, and yeah. Alan Marks has, has been around our shows for a long time. So uh, it's, it's the same. Some of these people are supporting, but. Uh, let them snort cake is the old saying, right, Jeremy? <laughs> I'm getting yelled at. Uh, rightfully so, mind you, rightfully so. It feels like it'd be impossible to snort cake because it's a, it's a wetter substance. It's not It's well, not dry. Joel, we're going to find out. Jesus Christ. Can we at right. least get $100 in Super Chats to get there? If we get there, I feel like i got to deliver on this. Oh, yeah, no. If we get to $100, you're going to have to snort cake. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? This? Me snorting cakes a draw. Forget all out. No one cares about that show. Yeah, Watch important. this idiot snort some cake. Uh, I, I had made the joke about blaming Will Washington. Now, obviously a joke. Um, but really, the point is, is that they do have people on the staff who are there to provide some sort of uh, funny, hilarious, <laughs> uh, good, 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 wise, syllable super chat. Uh, I... I, I, my point was really that there are people on that staff, people on that in that locker room who are there to provide some sort of story, you know, involvement and, and discussion um, and continuity as well. Brian Danielson's another one. And, and, and they're saying, you know, there's a possibility that he'll be back sooner than later as well. We'll see about that. But regardless, if he is getting his advice in, and it sounds like he is because you know, Tony Khan saying, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, I'm telling my dad to give it all to Brian. And that, if I'm Kenny in the Bucks at that moment, I'm just like, you're doing what? Yeah, kind of weird. Like, you got these three EVPs who you're paying money to. And it's like, nah, you know what? Danielson is the guy who I actually want booking this show. Uh, extremely valuable placeholders a eh, little strange a little strange <laughs> that was one hell of a, a hell of a comment but but it does stand to reason like you said he takes on a lot and he has a passion for the business and he wants to see things succeed but he needs to understand that with that comes maybe a stepping back and allowing others to lead the way as well maybe tony's not the locker room leader either let Samoa Joe tell the story. He's in the room. Oh, man. If Samoa Joe got the pencil, it'd be fantastic. That'd be great wrestling right I'm there. Joe and Danielson. Yeah. Joe, Danielson, Moxley. That's the booking team I want. That's that's who should be running this stuff. Make it happen. Okay, you're going to do a 60-minute Iron Man match. Okay, you're going to bleed in this match. And you are going to talk about flaccid penises for the next 20 minutes in the ring in the promo. Perfect wrestling show. I mean, not the 60-minute Iron Man match. That's too long. But otherwise, that's a perfect wrestling show. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's get to this Super Chat from Alan Marks. Uh, I wonder about the, the amount of logistics involved in producing two shows on two continents. It's a lot more than just moving the performers, the admin staff, the medical, the ring crew, the TV production, uh, lots of people and equipment. So this is a really good point. And um, I, I don't think that, that AEW has 
the the same resources as WWE when it comes to this. WWE has uh, staff in the UK, people who are who are UK based who can help out with this stuff and get logistics done on the ground there. I'm sure AEW does. They have partners. Wouldn't be surprised if the Rev Pro crew had some sort of involvement in uh, whether whether it's just logistical things and getting stuff on the ground there. Could have been. I'm not speaking in any official capacity, but. It really does come down to using the people you have on the ground where you are and kind of facilitating from home uh, to, to get things going. But it's, it's a big undertaking. It's a huge undertaking. And for them to do that, two shows, two continents within a week, that takes a lot of work. And you have a lot of those people flying back and forth. You have to hope that they don't get sick. You have to hope that they don't, you know, uh, don't have a flight that gets canceled or gets stuck there. There's TV in the middle as well, which makes things even more complicated. There's a lot going on, Jeremy, at that point. Tony mentioned that like the load in load out for Wembley was basically easier than uh, Craven Cottage. And that's why they ended up going with Wembley. So I imagine they had it a lot of this stuff figured out logistically. I'm not saying it makes it any like more easy or uh, just because you have it all figured out. doesn't mean it's not a difficult thing at all. They clearly felt confident enough that they were going to do it and then get back and then do everything in Chicago. The fact that they're running in a familiar base in Chicago and they're running Chicago the entire week and things like that. I'm sure that probably makes things a little bit easier, but yeah, it's not easy to go from, you know, when WWE does it, They'll typically have that SmackDown, like the, the SmackDown is just at O2, same arena type of thing. They'll they'll have the show whether it's the same arena they're running on Saturday or uh, they're running within the vicinity of wherever the the show is on Saturday if it's like stadium show or whatever. And granted, that's a Friday Saturday thing. We don't know how uh, AEW is going to work because Collision was taped this week. But for the most part, it seemed like everybody left on a Thursday and even production crew and stuff were there maybe a little bit earlier. Um, yeah. I don't know who went over when, as far as production ring crew, stuff like that, who was already over there uh, did, was rev pro used. I imagine so, but it's, it's not easy. The, the, that, that's the main point of all of this. This is not an easy venture to basically, yeah, let's do everything uh, on Saturday, Sunday, running all in and then hey we're running dynamites on wednesdays like there's just a collisions live this week i was talking last week um last week was taped but yeah it's a it's a big undertaking it's a very big undertaking and i think that again just goes to more of tony khan is taking on a lot like he's taking on a lot i apologize if i misspoke and y'all thought collision was not live this week um i was talking last week going into all in yeah, going into all in. I again, I apologize if I misspoke. Hopefully that that clarifies things. Yeah, I I, I don't have anything to add. It, I will I, actually I will add this, um, and then I lost my train of thought. So clearly I'm I'm on the ball here, right? <laughs> uh, talking about production, talking about going in and out. Okay, so when WWE, for example, runs the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, they have local. Uh, stagehands who come in, they're part of the union, they come in and help with the setup. And it's a similar situation with AEW as well. They, not everyone who is doing their rigging is the ones who are, you know, it's not the same for every town. They, the riggers don't go town to town. There are people who do, and they are part of that larger team, but there is also a, a team involved that, um, that kind of facilitates what's going on over there that are local. So it's town by town basis. Just putting that out there as well. It's a big deal. What's, yeah. What are you laughing about? 
What are you laughing about? Uh, so this cake bit, Joel. <laughs> the wife watches this show. Bless her. And we do have we do have a cake. And she just said, I almost threw it out last night, but she did it. Which I feel like is fate to have me snort it on this show if we get enough money. So that was gonna be my reply to her is that it's fate. It is fate that I snort cake. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. I'm all in on it. Why soluble, <laughs> by the way, sent a super chat saying I got five bucks to support Jeremy's newfound cake addiction. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> what are we what are we at? If we get to a hundred, like, where are we at? Uh, we're probably around twenty bucks short. I could say. Oh shit, that's it. Oh, yeah, man, that's someone. Oh. Oh. oh, uh, Will Chisholm sent a super chat saying, "So y'all believe the heat? Uh, the heat on Tony is from the sorry. So y'all believe the heat on Tony from the fans is the is the women's booking? All in was an eight minute match. Yes, he may get Mercedes, but the overall division will be booked better." Sorry, should, I guess should be booked better. Uh, it will be one match and no storyline. So again, you and I have talked about this. If I'm Mercedes Monet, yes, get the bag, but also understand that you are not going to be the change in the division. She did wonderful things for New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, and their and their division was was stardom as well. That that helped. That you could see there was there was change there. I don't expect someone like Mercedes to be big enough to warrant someone rebooking the women's division and it, and just rebooking it around her is not the answer either. You need someone who is dedicated to booking women's wrestling and making it an important part of your show and not just something that shows up for a few minutes every week for whatever reason you choose. Um, there's a possibility now that Saray is on Saturday that she defends her title on Sunday. Uh, we'll see about that, but I don't know. There, there's a lot on the line going on with that women's division. A lot of people want to see more. They want to see a better booked women's division. There was a random six woman trios match on dynamite at the cross. It was just past the crossover section uh, after Adam Cole and, and NJ, uh, Adam Cole and, and the kingdom had their, their in ring. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it just, I, if I'm Mercedes, I'm asking for a shit ton of money to do this. Cause, cause there's going to be some hazard pay involved. She, I think Mercedes knows her worth. You're right in that she's not going to be the, this big change. At, at least you would hope she would be. But here's here's kind of what, what I mean by that. If Mercedes comes in and she gets television time and she gets matches and she's involved in a storyline, like, great. I think that's a, a step in the right direction at the way they've kind of been going with stuff. But if it's still just one women's match, one women's segment, and it's Mercedes instead of Sheeta, Mercedes instead of Brit, then that's all it is. You're just swapping out Brit and putting Mercedes in there. And I know, I know Mercedes has a lot more goodwill with like a, the online fans and stuff right now, but it's not, that's not actual improvement. That's just, okay, we're still just doing one thing with the women. What you need is just multiple kind of stuff. With this, you know, you look at all the all in card, one women's match. You look at the all out card, and I know Tony said some of it's going to be dependent on B- 
Billy Stark's getting cleared and hopefully they want to do something with Athena. It's still on zero hour. He kind of made that pretty clear. It's like, hey, if Athena or Billy Stark's get added to this, it's going to be a zero hour thing. So probably it's still, a tag match, by the way. Yeah. It made it sound like it was going to be a tag match for those two. Right. You know, maybe Soraya gets on the card because uh, she is, like you said, defending or not defending. She's a uh, part of collision. She's in the trios match. Maybe she does end up defending inside, which would be good. That, then you're at least getting the TBS and the women's uh, championships on the main show. I think that that is very good. And then if you get Athena and Billy on zero hour, then OK, that's that's a little bit. That's a step in the right direction with, with everything. But otherwise, like they're at where they at. And, you know, maybe the, this Soraya being on this show is, is a change in plans because of the CM Punk stuff. It's like, oh, well, maybe we do need the women's world title defended on this show because we don't have either of our two men's world titles being defended. So maybe this is some catalyst for that change of CM Punk caused. Uh, I wanted to point out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this on, put this on the record here because I told I told you last night that this is this is where my brain is at with Collision. They've got the trios match with uh, who is it? It's Soraya, Ruby, and Tony versus Sheeta, Chris Statlander, and Willow. Is it Willow, or is it or is it Emmy Sakura again? No, it's definitely not. Emi <laughs> it's not. Emi. I'm just making it. Was it not Brit? Oh no, it is Brit. You're right. You're yeah. right. So um, sorry, I, I I was trying to do that from memory. Um, I can very easily see them do Sheeta pin Soraya after Tony does the thing she did it all out or all in, which is accidentally mess everything up and cause some t- distraction screw up. And then Sheeta pins the champ. She says, I want my rematch. We do Soraya versus Sheeta at all out. I could see Sheeta winning back that title. And then we just veer back. Cause again, we we just veer back into traffic and we get Tony storm and eventually against Sheeta going into grand slam. Um, and if they do that, I'm ha- I'd be happy with that. But I also think that just giving Soraya the moment at All In would just be friggin' silly. <laughs> it would have been just silly. Honestly, rules. Give her her happy ending to her book that she mentioned in the, the press conference that Tony didn't know about. Like, you know, I got my ending to my book. And then the epilogue is just, and one week later, I lost the title. <laughs> That's the full epilogue to her book. It's just just the one segment, just the one, yeah. the one thing. Yeah, uh, it's just one sentence. That's it. Anyway, let's let's move on from uh, from AW talk as we as we start moving on to WWE. Bill Chisholm says, "Who would have thought fifteen years ago people loved John Cena more than CM Punk? This guy never stopped loving John Cena." There you go. Can't see him, but John Cena is. Going to be on SmackDown this Friday. Tonight, Hershey, Pennsylvania, he sold out that damn arena. And now there's a rumor, Jeremy. The rumor is John Cena could be a payback. John Cena could be the guest host of WWE Payback this weekend. Honestly, if you're trying to finish the the arena and move tickets and get everyone excited, it's one hell of a way to do it. Uh, Nothing's official. That was a tweet from WrestleVotes last night. So uh, we'll see where it goes. Again, John Cena appearing on tonight's show where there's smoke, there's fire. He could easily come out and just be like, guess who's going to be a payback? And then we're going to round out all those ticket sales. What do you think, John Cena? This is going to be a very busy couple of months for him in WWE. There's already talk about uh, his his potential first opponents. But what, what, what do you want to see? What do you want to see from John Cena? So the fact that 
it's going to be more than a one-off because when it was first announced, it was just, it was the one-off. It was like, Oh, he's going to be on SmackDown tonight. And then he's going to wrestle at superstar spectacle. And then the, the match came out that it was him and Rollins against Imperium, which is John Cena is on SmackDown. All these guys are on raw. So what are we doing? Um, but it just seemed like, okay, he's on SmackDown. He'll kind of hype his superstar spectacle match a little bit, say some nice things and then move on. And then who knows when John Cena will return. The fact that he's going to be on SmackDown for almost two months, you got to do something with them. You're not just going to have John Cena come out here and just cut happy go lucky John Cena. Great to be here in insert your town here. Like Mick Foley cheap pop out there. Like, I think John has more respect for, for the audience and in his overall work than, than to want to do that. And I think WWE is smart enough to realize, yeah, why are we just going to have John just come out here and cut these little promos and stuff? Like, let's do something with him. Let's have him put people over or let's have him work with certain people. So he's going to do something. You know, I know there is a, I, I know there's worked wrestling uh, we'll attribute it to them said that uh, Cody Rhodes was a potential opponent for Cena. I think, Hey, look, that's a nice little, nice little gimmick for, for Cody and, and Cena. Obviously, no, we know it's going to be about respect and things like that. I don't want that. I need, I need like cutting, cutting deep Cody and John stuff. That's what I need. Honestly, you know what? If John Cena does come out and just cuts promos every week, doesn't actually do a match. Just have a, just bring the roster out. And just John just picks one and it just goes off on him. That's what I want. Marshall Mathers style when he was releasing Kamikaze, which is like five year anniversary at this point. Just like pick a rapper, line him up. Let, let me let me take aim at him, whoever it is. That's what we need with John. Just bring the whole roster out there. And then let's go back to the spin the wheel gimmick. Spin the wheel, whoever it lands on, Cena just nukes him. That's what I'm here for. It's just here's the POV. Your top dollar. Pass. Oh. Next. <laughs> That's it. Oh, oh man. I know. Cena could, Cena could completely destroy some of these guys. Too. It would be a lot of fun. It would be. Maybe it wouldn't be good, like in the long run, because we didn't do. We saw what happened with uh, Austin Theory. We saw how long it took Roman Reigns to really get on track. It definitely would be good in the long run, but. Sink or swim, baby. Isn't that what they they keep saying? Just throw them out there. You sink or you swim. If you can't handle the John Cena heat, then get out of the kitchen. Five years ago, almost five years ago, they were doing John Cena versus Roman Reigns in a pass the torch gimmick. Yeah. It's more than five years, actually. Come to think of it, it was 2017. It was 2017. Yeah, it was okay. it was uh, July 2017, and and this was there. We're gonna get Roman over by having John Cena, you know, pass the torch. Yeah, yeah. And here we are, uh, six years later, doing the same thing, but this time with Cody. It's a little different because there's no attempt to get Cody cheered. He's already there. He's already he's already part of it. He's already very well liked. But this is the opportunity for John to be like. If if they go into it and they say this is going to be my my final match or my final whatever, and you're the guy like he tried to do when he showed up before Mania and he raised Cody's hands, Cody could just be like, my whole career, there's only one person I've always wanted to face but never had a chance to beat. I want to I want to best I want to be in the the ring with the best. 
And then out comes The Rock. And he's like, no, 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 not you, not you, not you. I want John Cena. And then John Cena comes out. And, and it's going to be a respect fight. It's going to be. They're going to take little pot shots at each other. Maybe John Cena will make a, an AEW reference on TV. And everyone's going to be like, oh, he said the thing. It's Sami Zayn all over again in the hot seat. The, the electric chair with Sami Zayn. But instead, it'll be a, it'll be a promo off and it'll be a, a match. If they do it, again, this is all stuff that's been discussed. Discussed doesn't mean it's happening. But if you did, Cody Rhodes... Uh, it it would be fine, but it'd be very rooted in the respect. Who's the who's the guy? Who's gonna be the guy? All that stuff. And it's not bad. It's just you know, it kind of shows what they use John Cena for these days. I think Cody makes a lot of sense because that's something you can just easily get fans invested in. Cody wins. It, it looks good on his resume to have all that. Like the promos are gonna be good, even if it's like a respect type of thing. They'll they'll throw in some little lines and everything that that'll add some heat but that that makes sense for cena and honestly probably a better use of him than as much as i want to see the uh the him cutting down and yeah cyclops better than logan that's fine speech you just gave like as much as i want to see that uh i think him like doing something with cody cody going over cody is not going to get hurt in something like this because john cena can be so ruthless aggression so ruthless in this that like theory is the example the guys just don't recover from that and you can't afford cena just cutting these guys off like that did you imagine i think miz has done a great job uh when it comes to la night and the la night impression and like taking the digs at la night and stuff but could you imagine john cena doing that to him it's a different level when cena does it and guys don't recover as well when Cena. Miz can recover because Miz has always been, or LA Knight can recover from Miz because Miz has always been like a jokey type of guy. And it's like, oh, haha, Miz, like that's that's funny. John Cena ain't playing games when he's out there and doing this. He ain't trying to get you to laugh. He's trying to let you. He's trying to let you in on the truth of this. I mean, Joel, you mentioned it uh, on Wednesday when you talk about like, did Miz not cross the line, but like, was it a little too inside? Did he cut down LA night more than he, he needed to. And I think I didn't make this point on, on Wednesday, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, because Miz is so jokey, uh, I I don't think it hits as hard as somebody. If, if John Cena does it, then it's like, Oh shit. Yeah, John's got a point there. Maybe this isn't what we should support. Where again, Miz, it's jokes and stuff. So it's like, oh no, we're we're still rallying with LA Knight on this. You don't want John to cut off your roster. I do. I think it's hilarious. But if you're WWE, you don't want him doing that. Will Chisholm sends a super chat saying, if it is Cena versus Cody, I need heel Cena. Like Firefly Funhouse comes out in the NWO shirt on. I First of all, I love that idea. But also Kmart will come calling real quick and tell him no. And also you have to remember, we talked about it on Wednesday. A big part of how John Cena got away with doing this whole seven weeks back thing is this is a campaign with Make-A-Wish. So I don't think John Cena coming back and being the big, the big bastard heel is going to be fun for the little kids that he's got to go be nice to as well. Okay. They already saw him lose at WrestleMania to Austin theory. You can't disappoint the kids any more than that. Yes, you can. No bad guy. John Cena versus guy who tried John Cena. Come on. Nah, you, you can't disappoint the kids more than friggin' losing 
to Austin Theory. John Cena comes out as a heel. Kids will be excited for that. They're like, yeah, this is my hero. Be mean to everybody. I think John Cena, we talked about it, John Cena versus uh, LA Knight, or or a tag team, I said, with LA Knight would be a lot of fun. Uh, Waller and Theory are teaming up tonight on SmackDown to take on Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. That is something that can set up Cena. They could do it. They could do a six-man, in fact. Theory, Waller, and Miz (laughs) against Cena, Mysterio, and Santos Escobar. There you go. That's a house show loop right there. Yeah. I don't know if you thought Miz into this stuff tonight. Because they'd probably have him lose, honestly. Well, no, I mean just, I mean down the line. I mean like on a house show loop, that's what you do. But no, Miz, I don't know who a third would be for Theory and Waller. It would more likely be Cena and Mysterio against Theory and Waller. Yeah, yeah. Who else could be there for for John Cena? He's on. Yeah, this is SmackDown. Cody is tactical and raw. This, this this doesn't matter. Let's be honest. Like they they put whoever they want on any of these shows. But the SmackDown roster, we talked about it a few weeks ago when it looked like Bloodline Roman was certainly going to be taking some time off, and now uh, plans had to change, uh, unfortunately. But you just kind of kind of got the Usos out there. You got to build people on SmackDown. You got to make people on SmackDown feel important. And right now, because it's been so much bloodline stuff, all that's the match. Jonathan Cena against Dom. Oh, that's what we need. Oh, I'm in. I'm in there. Especially after. So I watched the bump on Wednesday and Paul Heyman, by the way, had the best appearance on the bump ever to have been on the bump ever. Go watch it. If, if nothing else, just to watch him, praise Dom Mysterio and basically say like, you're on the right track. You're the next one. Yada, yada. And Dom to be like, when he's asked about a 25 year career, he's I like, I've been yeah. in for 18 years. Yeah. So I'm almost there. And I just, I saw it live and I was just like, no, he didn't. And that was fantastic. But yeah, the, Dom is a funny, it'll be funny, but you want a fine speech moment. That's the guy you do it to. And the crowd would go absolutely bonkers for it. Yeah, have judgment day. Where, where's old John throwing up to or showing up to NXT? Get out there in front of the, the Performance Center audience, John. What if Carmelo Hayes comes out? Carmelo Hayes was, he walked into old Shawn Michaels' office at the end of NXT. And what if he shows up and they did the ruthless aggression bit with him and Adam Cole? What if, what if uh, Carmelo shows up and, and steps to John? You got to put Carmelo over as the thing. You can't have him lose. Um, but they, they gotta make, they gotta make guys feel, feel more important on SmackDown and Cena can do that. He can elevate guys if he's not completely trucking them on the mic. So that's one of the big benefits of having Cena come in while the bloodline story kind of takes a step back. Everything's going to be Jimmy solo and eventually Jay centric for a little bit, which is good. The Roman Roman can just kind of just chill. And let John Cena do the heavy lifting for a bit, which is good because you have a roster of people that can be elevated from working with John Cena. Who those people are, we're going to find out. They might put some, you know, some steam behind, I don't know, carrying Cross. Don't why <laughs> Cross and Cena? That's a hokey ass. Anyway, folks. Stop it. Joel Pearl has been banned from this show for that suggestion. I'm just putting it out there. Don't do that. Who else would you do? Cena and Cameron Grimes. Ah, that actually great. Grimes rules. Who does? 
I would uh, love more Cameron Grimes on television. He's fantastic. Bobby Lashley. I mean, Lashley and Cena. I don't think we need right now. No, but Street Profits. They they could have some like fun interactions and stuff. I think that would that would be uh be some fun there. But I mean, Street Profits are kind of feeding a little bit, maybe with a uh, brawling brutes, which would be be cool when once Lashley and Sheamus uh, lock it up. That that'll be some hard hitting stuff there. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know who else to, to put him in there with because SmackDown does feel again, nothing has felt super important for a while now because everything just revolves around uh the, the bloodline stuff. So you gotta well AJ, let's run back Cena and AJ. You know, I was thinking about that and I don't hate it as just a standout match. I don't see what the benefit is to anyone other than getting the good brothers on my screen so that they can talk about balls again. Um so it's a shame. It's it's a shame that uh, oh, shame is another one you can do. By the way, yeah, talking about it's a shame. Yeah, um, it's a shame that Pretty Deadly is banged up right now because they could have probably some fun interactions with with Cena. I'm looking at like kind of interaction stuff, and then yeah, if you actually like want to put new people over, this this roster ain't got like a lot of new guys to put over. It's a lot of guys who have pretty established here. Um, like Waller, I imagine they'll do a match with Waller. Yes, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a big moment for Waller because I thought he did well at Money in the Bank. I did. I thought he. I thought he did well, but I think Cena is gonna be a little bit more cutting uh, if with given more time and get like actually building a match. Like Cena was just kind of doing his thing. Um, at money in the bank it was very just generic cliche stuff you you got to build a match with this guy and a different john cena comes out for that i'm looking at the smackdown roster and it's there are a lot of tag teams you know that's a a a very interesting and very frustrating part of the smackdown roster is that you have sammy and ko almost always featured on raw with those tag titles and then you've got a few tag teams that could absolutely benefit from a division being set up around some titles on SmackDown. Let's get a, a, this super chat here, actually. Will Chisholm says, I've been watching NXT, and I think it's been good for some months now, but I believe people don't give it a chance because it's not black and gold. There's a, there's a truth to that. Again, I talk about the Impact Wrestling. This is a more extreme an, uh, situation with Impact, but like that's a company that's been around for 20-plus years, and people have been writing its eulogy for 15 of those years, maybe more than that. Their current ownership is probably the best that they've had since inception or since really 2005, six. And they don't want to give it a chance because a lot of people got burned by what they saw when they did give it a second chance down the line. NXT, similar situation. They went to the 2.0 and people were just like, nah, this ain't for me. And what they're doing now in the last six months, it's been better. It's still hokey as hell in some cases. But like, there's some, there is some solid in-ring work going on in NXT right now. I agree on the the NXT point. They're they're doing well. Yeah, some of it is very soap opera kind of stuff. But I think it's a show that certainly found its identity and knows who they're going to push and knows who to present well. And I also think that having um, having some talent, main roster talent, filter in and out has helped because they've used that well. Like when Seth has come down, Dom's there. Um, Becky might come in there. They're there. They don't overstay their welcome 
and then they're gone. And it's clear that it's to, you know, one pop a rating, but also elevate people as well. So yeah, NXT, if you, if you haven't been watching it, it's, a, it's been a good show. And I, I actually like the cliffhanger with Carmelo going into to Shawn Michaels office. And it's like, all right, how's this gonna, what's going to come out of this? So yeah, watch NXT 2.5, whatever they're calling themselves nowadays because it has been as i like the uh the heritage cup the g1 style stuff that they're doing too. get some get some good matches extra good matches on the show good talent i mean one of the matches on level up for some reason but uh otherwise i i do like that they're they're trying that with with this and this is a little dry run with these eight competitors so well one one of the matches is on level up because it's just like rampage being used to determine number one contenders for your ROH tag titles. Yeah, look, I'm I, things moving across the sure, platform. Sure, NX3 is what it's called. One last point on uh, the great John Cena. No, NX3 is on that. That's the true heel heat. That's what they do there. Oh, okay. That's their gimmick. All right. One last point on the great John Cena. Bailey, give me a John Cena and Bailey interaction. I am a fan of that idea. I am. I am really, really am. I, I know John. Like, he's gonna be wrestling in the women's division. Or anything, but you know, give give Bailey Bailey and Waller against John and Oscar. Uh, I think she's a heel. That doesn't that doesn't work. I don't. Oscar's just Oscar. Nobody yeah. knows who she is anymore. They'll do Once Cena she, and Charlotte more. Like I was about that. to say Cena and Charlotte. Could you imagine the reaction the for that king thing? And queen. Ah, <laughs> uh, the yeah, the prom king and queen out there. That'd be good. That'll be a Barbie and Ken moment for all yeah. all mankind. <laughs> I want I want a John Cena Bailey interaction though. That would be fun. I, I'd like to see that. Uh, Cyclops better than Logan with the bits on Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Uh, they have to put Cena and Dirty Dom in the ring together. The heat will be atomic, hundred percent. I need to see it. I would love to see it. Let's get this last super chat from Sidetown Spurs. Unless somebody else wants to be uh, nice to us today. So- <sighs> I have been mostly negative today, so I do want to say that I had such a great time at Dynamite. My first one in a year, even with all the issues, it's still, for me, the best live show to attend. Puts this all into perspective. I said it on Wednesday's show, going to a live wrestling event, a live event of any kind. It could be a concert. It could be whatever. Oftentimes, you're just you're going to have fun. The atmosphere, everyone's there for the same common reason. You're not, you know, you, you've invested in it, so you're already looking to have a good time. We talk about it from the perspective of the, the news that we get and the conversations that ensue and the things that are going on. Objectively, what, hos- what happens on TV is it's on the screen, but subjectively, it's all how we internalize it. And sometimes we like it and sometimes we don't. I'm glad you had fun at Dynamite, Chi-Town Spurs. I hope you have fun at every show that you go to whenever you go to a show. I hope for that for anybody because your, your money means something. So I'm glad that you had fun. And yeah, it does put it all into perspective. When I got the news about what happened with Jack Perry and CM Punk on All In, like I said on Monday, I put my phone down, said not today, and we'll revisit this another time. But instead, you know, it is what it is with the news cycle. It just kind of comes and goes. The live show is always a great escape because hopefully you're not on your phone so much and you're just taking in, maybe you're taking videos but you're not just like checking the news and checking, oh, what's this person's opinion on that? You're just taking in the show. I encourage everybody to to go out, go to the live show. I encourage everybody to just get offline and not follow this wrestling stuff. Not our show. Keep watching Please. our shows. Well, watch us. We're, yeah. we're good. Yeah. yeah. 
but just get offline and don't follow this so much. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you had a great time at Dynamite. If if you're going to uh, Collision and and um, All Out, I hope you have a great time there. And I'm sure you will. Like for the most part, these live shows they deliver. If and if you just watch the show and you don't follow the news cycle, like if you just watch All In and you had no idea about this behind the scenes stuff, you're probably like, hey, this is a fantastic show. This rules. If you're just watching Dynamite, it was a fine show it wasn't like the greatest dynamite of all time but penta or yeah penta and orange cassidy were fantastic that, that was that was a fantastic match so the live experience is is always pretty good because you're around like-minded wrestling fans who just want to be there and have a, a good time i don't think anybody goes to a live show unless you just like don't like yourself i don't think anybody goes to a live show and is like i'm gonna hate this i don't want to have a good time here no no there are people who hate watch and pay for it and it's obnoxious Uh, stop doing that stop doing that if you're that person who goes to a show just to shit talk everything get get out just go away stop doing it you make it obnoxious for others and it's just not fun don't be that person how many super chats did we get today, Joel? I'm pretty sure we crossed the line, which means you might have to cross one too. You want to you want to save it for the main channel on Monday? <laughs> really we get gotta, people talking? We got to throw the cake out on Monday, so I don't know. <laughs> you might just have to do cake mix. That's going to be a very stale cake if I wait until Monday <laughs> to do it. I guess I'm not eating it. My nose is eating it. I don't know if that's any better or worse. Oh God. Okay. What, 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 what should we do? Should we have him wait for Monday and do it on the main or should we have Jeremy do it now? Chat. I'm here to, or let don't you. have Jeremy do it at all. Cause I worked myself into a shoot, but like <laughs> I'm a man of the people. CM Funk over here really did it this time. He called it out too many times and now you got to do it. <laughs> he shoots him. He tries to shoot himself into a work. Uh, this one is Monday. This one's, this one might not go over well. I think you got to do some some little Debbie, get some cake mix. Cake mix. Yeah, you got to get you got to get the cake mix. And I that. googled, I googled snorting cake, and most of it it asked me like, "Did you mean snorting coke?" And like, no, I meant cake. But a lot of it is like, you know, I accidentally snorted. Hold on, let's read some stories. Oh, um, hello. I've been told- googling snorting cake. Oh, I'm on a watch list for Googling Sony Cake. So here's a, here's a forum. This is civiliza- Civilization, can't easy for me to say, Fanatics Center. I don't know what this means, but uh, snorting that white stuff. No, not the drug. Cake mix. I accidentally, good on him, snorted cake mix. I was going to eat some when my mom's back was turned. But as I brought my hand up to my face, I breathed it in through my nose. It stung for five minutes. Oh, this person said I've intentionally snorted black pepper. The effect was me winning a bet. My nostrils were clogged with snot at the time. Irritation was minimal. I did not sneeze. Oh, these people are not smart and i'm one of them i was gonna say you got yourself (laughs) in there with them oh this person snorted pencil shavings oh my god his eye was twitching for quite a while afterwards but he is fine now 
That's good. Well, that he thinks he is. These were in 2006. I imagine technology has improved on the snorting of cake substances. I don't know about that. This is not <laughs> one of those things that you spend enough time <laughs> trying to figure out. I got a halfway, like my thumb is like a decent, like my thumbnail mm-hmm. is like a decent, like little, just kind of, I'll get in trouble. Oh man. Snorting chocolate is not a sweet idea. Snorting finely ground cacao powder apparently is favored by some looking to get the immediate jolt of elation thanks to the caffeine contained in the chocolate. I might need this on Monday is the thing because I'm going to be really tired. This is top-notch content, by the way. Tell your friends to watch In the Weeds for cake-snorting content. Oh, man. We are we are it. We are the content. Your cake content. What are, I, I've been too busy looking at snorting cake uh, threads. What are, what are people in the chat saying? Oh. Uh, they use a straw these days. I hope it's yeah. like <laughs> Definitely has early 2000s vibes. Use whipped cream. Uh, snort cheesecake. That's a pretty interesting one. That'd be probably cheesecake cool. sucks, though. No, my soul will tell me to cue up the thumbnail. Uh, Louis says, "Or be as soft as the cake you won't snort." That's mean. Uh, That's <laughs> mean. Alan Mark says the boss is not so much. That's a good point. That's yeah. uh, oh, this is a good one. Let Jeremy's mom do play-by-play. She'll be so proud. My mom would probably have a worse reaction than my wife. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then Alan Mark says that snorting anything is never a good idea from personal experience. There you go. This isn't great, Joel. I'm all right. I think we've determined I'm not going to do it. Should I, should I do it today? Today, today yeah. you're not going to do it, but we will find something that you can. Um, I'm not going to say snort. We're going to have a conversation off the air. and We're going to figure out what this punishment is going to be. It's going to be something that's going to be good. Maybe we'll put it up on, on the Twitter, whatever you want to call that social media. We'll, we'll run a poll of things you can blank. And maybe you have ideas and you can just tweet at us. Just, just, just at Joel Pearl, not at fight talk underscore in this case, because you just digest a cake would be good. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. 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 Just put it in your mouth. Eating in time. Oh, eating having you eat an entire cake. Blend the cake and snort it. What about blend the cake and eat it? Drink it. I birthday Do cake Oreo. I'll eat eating something like eating cake doesn't seem that bad. Like it's got a. I've I've worked myself into something that's at least a little bit punishable. Here, just eating cake isn't really a punishment. Yeah. So. Thanks. I, I don't want to. It's got to be a little bit of a of a punishment. Please don't punish me too much. But <laughs> he's hundred dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, that... going my... Thanks everybody for the super chats that y'all hate me. I mean, there was also really good conversation from those super chats. So let's just get there. Yeah, I gotta I gotta talk things over with with Joel. And and the wife, who is way more important than than any of you, I apologize to to you guys, but uh, I value my relationship and my marriage, and um, I'm not going to do anything that uh, gets me fully in trouble there. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Anyway, let's get out of here, Jeremy. Plug this up. We're going to find something to do. We will, I promise you. Monday on the main channel, we'll be doing it. It'll be good. We are on the main channel. We're going to talk payback and all out. We're going to talk uh, a lot of stuff. Our hope is to have uh, Zach Haydorn, uh, who is from Messy Scoops and Grassroom Media on the show. There's going to be a lot going on. Jeremy, plug the stuff and we'll get out of here. I don't have anything to plug. I'm very, I'm fearful. I'm, j- I'm just very fearful, Joel. Main channel Monday. Enjoy the wrestling, everybody. There you go. I am at Troll Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you on Monday. On- okay, hold on. Sorry. Okay. okay. The one chip challenge. I will. I don't like spicy food. I don't like eating a lot of like hot stuff and whatnot. I do know at least that's like safe and not going to maybe hopefully not going to like completely ruin me. I'm not fully mad at that. We'll talk about it offline. Okay. Till then, enjoy your long weekend if you're North American. We'll see you then. Cheers.